This is treason. Where is God? Officer, I can't breathe. I can't hear you. I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. This fight, what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump, it's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institutions. And the FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered and executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. Come out with your I step out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Put hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying? So as you just saw, folks, capital punishment, uh, we've been talking about it for a while now. You can see down at the bottom of the screen, you can go to uh, hisglory.tv and use the promo code Defiant and you can get your copy, <clears throat> get your copy today. And I can't, <laughs> having, a, having a, a rough time choke. there. <clears throat> I know you're out there. I can feel you now. 
I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. I will never trust the Yeah. The people yeah. are the best. Yeah. I don't know why we, I don't know, except living 
Living this way, how do we not see that we've been led astray? No, we are not free. We violate our natural rights. Our natural rights come to take this time. I fight behind the fight. We gotta rise up. It's holy night. We gotta rise up with all of might. We gotta rise up. We must unite. I never trust. We gotta rise up. Never trust. Never fight. Never, never trust. Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of True Spiracy. Look at you. This is uh, True Spiracy number 10. Number 10. Number 10. We're number 10. Yes. Numero 10. So anyway, uh, yeah, had a good video there. Thought you'd I'll, all enjoy I like that. It. I think we're going to have to play that on Monday, too, for the people that miss True Spiracy. Well, that's just going to be the, uh, that might be like. Our intro? Uh, an intro that I'm fucking around with. Okay. Sounded pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I like it. Are you having some problems <clears throat> with your eyes? Yeah, of course. Always. I wear my sunglasses at night, sweetheart. Okay, then. I wear my sunglasses at okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, that's... Uh, I, I. It was a video that was sent to me that I liked. And I was like, eh, kind of fits for tonight what we're going to be talking about. Okay. What are, so, what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> You always do these. I don't know. I Okay. So I literally, I was like, okay, let's do Q school number two and go through the next 17 Q posts. And you oh, were is like, that what were we doing? We were. And you were like, no, no. Cause we, we came across this article a couple over the week during the course of the week. Um, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That, okay. Uh, newly yeah, released yeah, yeah, government yeah. documents reve revealed details about bizarre secret research programs. And uh, it's, it's, ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I started following the links because mm -hmm. the, the story that we had talked about primarily from this article was that they, they, they did a study on nuking the moon to create a tunnel, which was just fucking random, right? Who does that? And invisibility cloaking and, and whatever. Um, they wanted to mine the moon for the, a super strong, lightweight metal. Um, but I, I started clicking the links on this article, and it's primarily UFOs. Well, it's part of it. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. But, okay, so again, you know, hold on a second. While we're just sitting here, keep talking, because you were going good there. You had it going on. 
Okay. Just keep going. So I'm going to bring up another window and I'm going to do something else and then I'm going to bring something okay, else. Good. Well, all right. So this, this actually, this article, and this originally came from bro Bible. Do me a favor, click on, on the next, uh, no, the last one, the new document shed light. Yeah. So it, it came off of what was originally a vice article. Um, and, uh, so four years ago, uh, vice filed a FOIA, uh, for documents about the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Application Program, which uh, I guess overlapped with with ATIP, um, we didn't even know what the hell this thing was. So ATIP and AAWSAP OSAP, I guess that's what you would call it, right? Uh, appear to have been in practice almost interchangeable. Um, so. Uh, get your, please get your. I don't. I don't well, scroll, Peters off. Scroll down for me. All right. Okay. Um. So, sixteen hundred pages of documents, scientific research, contracts, presentations, briefings, memos related to the program, uh, many documents written for or by former Senator Harry Reid, who created the program. Mm -hmm. Harry Reid. Yeah. Okay. Um, so documents prepared for the DIA about theoretical applications of certain technologies. You can travel. Them. And they are prepared by a person or entity whose name is redacted. That's very interesting that the, that, that specific wording, a person or entity. Whose name was re redacted. What yes. kind of entity? What, what other than a person, what would prepare a document? Huh? Wait a minute. Say that again. What would prepare a document other than a person? No, it says a person or entity's name was removed. A person or entity whose name is redacted. Okay. Okay. A person for what? Or entity for what? Uh, so again, I asked for what? What entity? No, for what? What was it removed for? I don't know. There was uh, documents prepared for the DIA about the theoretical applications of certain technologies. Yeah. And then what does it say? They were prepared by a person or entity mm -hmm. whose name is redacted. What else could be considered an entity? AI. Uh, a group of people. Hmm. An entity would be considered a group of people. Okay. Okay. A think tank, possibly. Okay. There's a bunch of them in Washington, D.C. Actually, if you weren't aware, Washington, D.C. has one of the greatest numbers of think tanks that exist out there on the face of the earth, which is a scary thought if you really boil it down because, uh, holy they shit, do they don't do thinking. a whole lot of thinking over holy there. Holy shit. So they're focused on the defense and military capabilities of a variety of exotic speculative technologies. So we talked about invisibility cloaking. Mm-hmm. Traversable wormholes, mm -hmm. stargates, mm -hmm. negative energy, mm -hmm. anti-gravity, mm -hmm. high-frequency gravitational wave communications, mm -hmm. and the tunnel to build a, to, to tunnel a hole through the moon with nuclear weapons. What? The I don't. Hey. Know, that's your dog. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Get over here, dumbass! Oh, fucking dumbass! Jesus. So. What are all these, what do all these things have in common? Um, aliens. 
No. Space. Space, which Space. is fake and gay, which we all know is fake and gay. Uh, long story short, uh, actually all these things have in common is a singularity. What happens when you make a singularity in the universe, supposedly? What do you open? Uh, a, a wormhole or a black hole? You open a black hole. Okay. Okay. And it's not being racist. It's just that's what they call it. They call it a... a it's a singularity, which means there's no plural, there's no double, there's no nothing. It's just a singularity. Long story short, you open up a black hole. What happens to the rest of the universe? I have no idea. I don't think anyone else does either. I don't think anybody does. No. I, I don't think we can figure it out right now. No. But what we I, I do know. Josh would have a, a theory on it. What is he Would you please go grab the oh shit out of his God, mouth? The dog's an idiot. Yeah, he's not very smart. We're having dog issues. He's being a, a dog. And right now he just happens to be in our studio chewing something up. And it's quite loud and annoying. For your fan that you oh, the directions for the fan I installed. Oh, great. So some, see, I knew it. She's going to pull a Joe Biden on me. What is she going to do? She's going to blame me for it. It's all my fault. Watch. Wait. Wait for it. Two. Yeah, three. Four. Five. There it is. There it is. Told you. Told you. Not even, not even five seconds, not even four fucking seconds. And she blamed me. Told you. This is just like listening to Joe Biden. Well, obviously your fault. So, okay. Obviously. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is that apparently astronomers are about to make a massive announcement about something in the Milky Way. Really? In two weeks time, the European Southern Observatory is going to present the world with new information about our Milky Way. No idea what it's going to be about, um, but it's being presented. Uh, results are from the Event Horizon Telescope Project. Why the fuck would anyone name a telescope the Event Horizon Telescope Project after that horribly scary, freaky-ass movie? Uh... There was also the event horizon was also a oil drilling ship off of Which the coast of Florida. Blew up. Yes, it did. So why the fuck would they name it a, a, a telescope after that? That's just bad juju all the way around there. I, I, I can't now anyway. Um, but event horizon was apparently responsible for producing the first ever image of a black hole in 2019. Oh, wait a minute. What did we just talk about? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, shit. See? Motherfucker. Uh-huh. Look. How, how about that? I wrapped something around for you. No, not really. Okay. Um, so uh, it, the conference, this conference, this press conference is going to be streamed on May 12th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so May 12th, what are you going to be watching? Followed by a YouTube event with six astronomers from around the world. And press releases will include extensive supporting audiovisual material. I wonder if Disney produced it. Mm, possibly. Mm. But hold on. Before we get there, let's let's okay. really talk about this real okay. quick. Let's so. do that. Our main research facility. Let's see it. I'm sorry, sir. It's a clean room. We have to keep it static free. We'll all go to decontamination. Open the door. Yes, sir.
God. Why the hell wasn't I told about this place? Two words, Mr. President. Plausible deniability. I don't understand. Where does all this come from? How do you get funding for something like this? You don't actually think they spend $20,000 on a hammer, $30,000 on a toilet seat, do you? Mr. President, this is Dr. Oaken. He's been heading up the research department on this. So that one statement, although it was a very fictional movie, and... Was it? Because apparently the lawyer that was interrogating Marjorie Taylor Greene associated her statement with that particular movie because she mentioned 1776. Well, look, <laughs> I, I give a fuck less about that, but... I know, I'm just saying they're bringing that That one statement, it, no... The one statement you you really don't think it costs fifty thousand dollars for a hammer and thirty dollars for a hammer and thirty thousand dollars for a fucking toilet seat. toilet seat? Do you? Nope. That is key. Yep. That is not inaccurate. That is how we hide black budgets. If you see a toilet seat that's worth thirty thousand dollars or three point seven million dollars, you mean to tell me you spent three point seven million dollars on toilet seats for the United States Air Force? Someone once hacked my debit card and spent $983 on a toilet seat from Beijing. That probably wasn't a toilet seat. That, and I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard of. And it was only $983. I can't imagine $16.5 million on a fucking toilet seat. That's how we hide black budgets in, in the government. That's how the government does it. They don't do it via anything smart or sassy. They do it really stupidly. Like, you wouldn't even pay attention. How would you, when you, when you lay out a specific wrench, for instance, let's just say you had a three eighths inch wrench, right? And this wrench normally costs anywhere from eight to $15, depending mm. on where you buy it these days. Right. Okay. I mean, so dollars with inflation, but yeah. Okay. Okay. $20 with inflation. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Who gives a shit? All right, whatever. So it costs 20 bucks, right? Yep. When you buy $23.7 million worth of wrenches at three, eight size, every single person in America better get a fucking wrench per near. That's where the question becomes, wait a minute. Why are we spending $23.8 million on a wrench? And it doesn't say how many. It just says a wrench. Hmm. A would be one. A would be numerical with one, meaning one wrench cost us $27.8 million that I can buy down at Home Depot for fucking less than 20 bucks. It better be made of adamantium and fucking suck you off in the morning. And touch your pee-pee. You, you better get a pee-pee <laughs> exactly. touch out of it. At least one pee-pee touch. No shit. Not even. You could get a breeze by, a half a breeze by of a pee-pee. A pee-pee a pee -pee breeze by. She's better do more than that for some 27 something million dollars. Yeah. So my my point is, is that obviously that's not accurate, but that is stuff that has been passed before in American budgets for years. And people have never raised the question <laughs> or asked the question. That's <laughs> a snap on. A snap no, on. it's not a snap on, dude. <laughs> Shotgun James is good try though. Although oh, those that, cocksuckers that takes your firstborn child. <laughs> you're absolutely right though. Snap on would try and take $23.7 million. Seriously. Like when you see their trucks driving down your road, that's like, that was my firstborn child. Oh, look, there's another. That was my second born child. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Look. Fuck them. I hate them. <laughs> I know. But either way, that's the point. There, It doesn't cost that much money for a wrench. It doesn't cost that much money for a toilet seat. It doesn't cost that much money for a fucking uh, whatever, a hammer. It does not cost that much money for it. However, that's how the government covers up how they spend massive amounts of money in other areas. With that, like the story I told back in when I first started in the military, uh, right around one of my first assignments, there was a, he was a staff sergeant and he had tested out a suit that was a plastic, complete total plastic suit. And it was white when it was just laying there, not activated. They did something to it. It became activated. Your dog is retarded. What is he doing? I don't know. Kick him out. Close the door, please. I'm going to. Holy now fuck. Now he's eating the box that you left in here from the fan. Out. Out. Go, go, go. You're, you're retarded, dog. Oh. Why are you such in a chewy mood, dude? He's teething. I know he's teething. Out you go. Bye-bye. I'm waiting for him to start. Chew. Yeah, please. Go chew on your sister. That sounds like a good idea. Anyway, so when you pull all that shit out, it, you, you make all of that one, and you take all that money, and you do whatever else you're going to do with it. How else do we get the programs that we've gotten? So, again, this suit that this guy was wearing was an active virus suit. That's the way it was explained to him. It was an active virus suit. The idea of the suit is that it would automatically camouflage to anything that was behind you. The problem with the suit is everything on your back would remain white. So you could be walking in the deepest, darkest jungle and your front, I would never, ever be able to pick you out because you would completely blend in because the suit automatically became the colors behind you. However, if you pass me and I saw your ass end, let me tell you something. You're whiter than the goddamn fucking beacon sun that's flying through the air. And then I'm thinking about it like, well, wait a minute. What happens if that suit gets penetrated by a bullet? What? Not only are you going to die, but now you're going to die with a disease. Wonderful. So automatically the question becomes again, what else do they hide like that? And they have been, you're absolutely right, Robin. They've been laundering money for decades. Do you realize that the first four years of NASA, when NASA existed, when they started building the Apollo rocket system, the first four years of NASA, according to the U.S. federal government, never existed? On paper. On anything. It never existed. Oh. However, when we hit 1961 and NASA was up and fully operational and we had the bottom half of a solid rocket booster. That's when they announced it to everyone. Then they announced, oh, by the way, we have a space program. Like We went from one day not being able to travel anywhere near anywhere outside of this planet to the next day, holy shit. We've got the bottom half of a solid rocket booster. NASA was considered a top secret project up until 1960. I want to say two is when they declassified, declassified NASA and released it to the public. We are going to win the space race. We do have rocket ships. So why don't they just tell people like we're looking for aliens? We need a, a gazillion billion dollars to do that. Tell me something. Yep. Okay, 
uh, I was speaking with our friend this afternoon uh, when we were playing golf. And uh, when I brought up the whole thing about me and Justin running for office, he thought it was comical at first. And then he th thought for a second, he's just like, well, yeah, why not? Why not? Not because, why not? Because like, hey, you should do it for the country. No, it was like, why not? Because <laughs> got Joe Biden. Why can't, not? Can't get any worse. Joe Biden has been such an inspiration to us in these past few days. It can't get any worse. I have to say. We know that he was put there. If they're willing to put that type of bullshit up front, why not the two of you? Why What's not? the difference? Why not? So thinking that way, right? Mm-hmm. Apply that same logic to any program in the military. Why not? Why not camouflage? Why not make it disappear? Why would we tell people? What's the point? What does that get us? You have to remember, these are not the things. The trust of the people that you're supposed to be working nope. for? Nope. Because according to the government, you don't need to know. Hmm. Remember, folks, too, I, I worked in a group of people, okay, that did not become and actually technically still are not unclassified mm -hmm. uh, for a number of years. And those motherfuckers, you still don't hear about what they do. Uh, we don't get a publicist. Um, matter of fact, you never know anybody who was involved. And when you do find out they were involved, you find out that they were involved in such a way that it's so ambiguous that you would never, ever consider it. You would be like, no way, none, no. Even the name that you know them by is not actually the name of the unit. Correct. Yeah, that is actually true because we actually have a third name and it's the most legal name because that's where our paychecks come from. So even if you're in the know, you're not really in the know unless you know that there's a lot of different things that um, adjust for all sorts of different things. Even if one even has proper clearance, need to know means you're only told what you need to know. The whole story will never be given to any one person. That's not completely true because there's a grand total of four people in the United States government that do have the need to know all of it. Um, and normally three of them are the first three in the chain of command. The fourth one is the one that you never know about. But all three of them have a complete picture of what's going on and what the mission is because if you kill one the second one takes charge you kill the second one the third one takes over so campaign slogan shotgun shameless campaign slogan why, why not, not us? us that's not bad not bad at all matter of fact uh you got a pen and paper over there write that no. down yes you do right there i see a marker and i fucking see a notebook I'll write it down. Marker, i don't give a shit it's closer to you. It's not closer to me. So kiss my ass. You get to suck it up and drive on. Okay. Why not us? Yeah. And let's make sure we give the proper person um, the credit and uh, shotgun Seamus gets why not us. So All right. well done, sir. So with that, if you think about it, that's, Although I've told you the best way of hiding something, what is the best way of hiding something? In plain sight. In plain sight. That's the best way to hide anything. Yep. You want to hide something, let's fucking hide it right in plain sight. Uh, you want to detract from something, 
put it right out there because nobody's going to look at it. Yep. So use that, using that common knowledge when they hide something really, really close hand, do you think it's a big something or do you think it's a small something? Uh, like really hide something mm -hmm. like no one knows about it. At Watch all? this. I'm going to show you right here. Hey, real quick. Lindsay, Shotgun Seamus, Robin Marie, only because we can talk to you guys. I don't know if there's anybody on Rumble. Would you check Rumble for me? Sure. I know we're not on pill tonight, but um, I would ask more people. But while I've got you guys here, in, in BT, of course, uh, because God forbid I forget you, I'll get fucking shot. Real quick, tell me something. Where was the mock-up of Obama's compound that, according to everything you know, that the SEALs used to actually make that happen? Where was that? Does anybody know? The mock-up of Osama's compound? Yep. You, said compound. O you said Obama's compound. No, I... You said Obama. Okay, well, <laughs> fraudulent slip. Okay. Maybe I wanted Freudian it to be. Freudian slip. Um, Freudian, whatever. Okay, a fraudulent Freudian slip. Um, uh, so where was the mock-up of Osama bin Laden's compound that the SEALs used? Lindsay said DC. Robin Marie said no clue. Veland says... No one on Rumble's commented yet. I don't have a fucking clue. I have no idea. Arizona. Shotgun Seamus said Benny. No. Good try, though. What? Arizona? No, because it was depicted and everything you hear and everything you hear about, it's depicted that it was done at Area 51. Every single thing shows Area 51 as the place that they did the mock-up. That couldn't be any further from the truth. Yeah, why would they do it at Area 51? The actual mock-up that was trained on for close to four months prior to the actual assault was done at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, back out in the woods. And when they were done with it, they burnt the whole thing to the ground. Oh, you must have enjoyed that, huh? The They burnt the thing to the ground because they didn't want anybody to see or take pictures from above what we were doing. Okay. Yep. They did it in plain sight. They did it in the most obvious way possible. They brought no big attention to it because when you all of a sudden put a bunch of cops around things, you got it, Chuck and Seamus, Vietnam. They try to they try to build walls around things. What does that automatically do to the American public? That uh, makes them suspicious. Start asking questions. Raises Why the hackles. fuck? If you don't do anything, you treat it just the same as any other. And everybody that went out there. It was like when Bill Barr stayed at my hotel. When everybody went out there, they had to wear uniforms. Yep. Do you know what it's like to try and get my guys into uniforms? Dude, I, it is it, next to, get to you into uniform. It's next to fucking impossible. Holy shit. It was so hard to find enough uniforms to fulfill your retirement requirements. So the point is, is that when the government does something 90% of the time, didn't, Did, they, didn't they also work on some of the gain of function research in North Carolina? What's going on in North Carolina? And that was in, uh, that's in Chapel Hill, uh, which is a different part of North Carolina. That's, that's, that's farther south. The, the research yeah. triangle in North, in North Carolina, farther north. North, north of where Fort yeah. Bragg is. Fort Bragg is in the southern part of North Carolina. But I think even that research that you're talking about, Lindsay, originally came out of Fort Detrick, which is in Maryland. Correct. So either way, the whole point of the, the whole point of this is that when they try to hide something, they normally do it in plain sight. They'll do it right in your face. They don't give a fuck whether or not you see it or not because you have no idea what it's for. And 
yes, we affectionately called it Vietnam because it was Vietnam. I mean, people were getting killed all in, all the time out there, but that's the reason they do it this way. So with all these programs that you just discussed, you said what cloak of invisibility or some bullshit like that. You said yeah, invisibility uh, cloaking. Um, so if you think about that, what is that uh, a greater word for? Just camouflage, active camouflage. Yeah. Some sort of active camouflage that makes you disappear. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is no way to make someone completely invisible. That's what they found. Yeah. Uh, Cause it would require materials where the speed of light approaches infinity. Correct. So honestly, the closest the government has ever come to someone completely disappearing has got to be the Manhattan project. But what and where they vaporized them, that would make people disappear. Sure. Yeah. Well, when they made them become part of the ship before they disappeared. Wait, what? Yeah. Weren't, didn't those people disappear? What? No, what? they became like, it, the ship like melted and consumed the people on the outside, but the people were still inside the walls of the ship reaching out, trying to grab people before the ship vaporized and disappeared. The, the Manhattan project. Yeah. I thought that was when they built the atom bomb. Yeah. That's what they were fucking around with. They had un on your, um, what was it? Uh, uncontained uranium in the center of a ship and they tried adding an electrical field to the uranium. Oh, so remember when we talked about what happened? Okay. So here you go. Little science, little science. We're going to actually make this an educational show tonight, yo. So this is fucking genius. All right. So tell me something. You and I have talked at great length about what, um, Fuck Russia, the uh in Ukraine. Yeah. What the hell's the name of it? The the fucking nuclear facility. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. We've talked at great length about what Chernobyl was. Uh-huh. Do you remember more or less the specifics of what Chernobyl was? Yeah. What was it? Uh it's a was it an accident? A. Uh, no, it wasn't an accident. It was B. incompetence. No, it wasn't an accident. B. What was it? It was a political officer trying to advance himself. And how was he trying to advance himself? Well, he thought, let's jam two rods into the same portal on the reactor in a nuclear reactor. Let's take two uranium, 230, 238 rods and jam them at the same time into the same port. Okay. That normally is really, really fucking bad at so many different levels. Because you have just combined two uranium rods side by side, which they're not even supposed to ever touch each other because the amount of energy that is put off from that yeah, is uncontrollable. Don't, don't cross the streams. Correct. So this political officer decides eh, tonight's going to be different. Hold my beer. We're going to show that the ejection system in the reactor works. The ejected injections the ejection system in the reactor works when the door is sealed. Not when the door is still open. He jammed two rods into the same spot and an uncontrollable nuclear, nuclear reaction took place. That is what Chernobyl was. Mm -hmm. Okay. He killed 
an untold number of people. Yeah, we'll never know. Russell will never tell us. He's actually probably worse than Goebbels. And Goebbels was pretty bad because he like wiped out what six point two million Jews, according to history. And we already know that that number might be a little exaggerated because it went from a little I over. Mean- 800,000 to like 4 million in one night. And it almost I, sounds like election numbers the, the number on November people, 3rd, 2020. The just number of people on the planet right now is exaggerated. There is the only possible way, given the population in at the time of the Spanish flu, right? When we lost a quarter of the population of the planet, right? From that generation forward, from when they, they knew what that population was, Every single person would have had to had eight children in order for us. Yeah, that to wasn't be happening. Seven, seven billion people now. So, so we there's not seven billion people. We're way off the rails now. Yeah. So anyway, getting us back on track. Okay. They lie about everything. Back to Chernobyl. Okay. How was that covered up? I mean, that's that. That's off the rails too. But no, no, no. It's not. No, it's not. How how was that covered up? They just didn't. I mean, they they. They said it wasn't anything at first. Yeah. And then when they finally did admit that there was an accident in Chernobyl, they made it sound like it was just an accident. Yeah. Okay. Fast forward. Actually, you got to go in reverse about 20 years. Why? Well, to the start of the Soviet Union, there was a pilot that was killed in Nevada. He was flying the XR1. You remember what the X-1 was? No. The X-1 was the, the the plane that broke the sound barrier. Okay. Okay. So it was flying faster than the speed of sound, which is now we know is just a thousand miles an hour. You get over a thousand miles an hour, you're breaking the first sound barrier. Boom. You will get a boom. Uh, 2,000 miles an hour. Boom. Second boom. Third boom. No, Chuck. Yo- no, no, no. You're wrong. Shotgun. You're wrong. Chuck Yeager broke it the second time. He wasn't the first one to break it. There was one to break it before him. They said he didn't break it. Yet everybody said they heard a boom before the plane crashed. So he broke it. So he broke it first and then his plane crashed. It nosedived into the fucking earth and skipped off the atmosphere a couple of times. And in that skipping off the atmosphere, everybody got to see an amazing light show. Meanwhile, they did not realize that there was a pilot burning up in our atmosphere. Because the original shot was straight up. As soon as they released it from the bottom of the plane, it would take off and then it would nose up and it would shoot to the top of the atmosphere as close as it could to outer space. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was breaking the sound barrier. That's how we realized that there might be a possibility for space flight. When Chuck Yeager did it, he did it in the X-2. The X-1 crashed upon reentry with said individual and no one knows his name. Why not? It's a great question. But the government downplayed it. Oh, we were testing out a new missile system. Uh Uh-huh. So how did a pilot die? That's my question. Well, he was obviously the in-flight missile missile technician. (laughs) Bingo. Where do you think my degree came from? (laughs) That's how you hide that shit. But they hid that. Okay. Where did he take off from? Where did he come from? How did he land? Area what? 51. That's what a lot of people thought. Vandenberg isn't too far from the Nevada border. I mean, I was just joking, but okay. Vandenberg f- takes off in the direction of the Mojave Desert. Yeah. Going towards Area 51. Okay. Why is it really bad if the government 
in 1959 all of a sudden draws a lot of attention to Area 51. They're trying to hide something somewhere else. No. They were trying to hide something at Area 51. In plain sight? In plain sight. And what they did was they kept everybody else from looking towards Area 51. And, oh, no, 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 it was nothing. It was just an accident with a missile. And I swear to God, that's exactly what they fucking said it was. Okay? When Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier, where did he break the sound barrier at? Does anybody know? Nope. Nope. Yuma, Arizona. How far is that away from Area 51? And how is that fucking possible that he broke the sound barrier in Yuma, Arizona, when everybody in Edwards Air Force Base heard the static boom or the, the sonic boom that broke plates, that broke windows, that broke dishes? Yet, according to our papers, according to all, all of our written statements, everything was done in Yuma, Yuma Arizona. Why is that so important? Why was Edward such a dick punch to the Air Force? Because the Air Force at the time was trying to hide the fact that they were building a base in the middle of the Mojave Desert called Area 51. What, do, you really make, do you really intend to make me believe that, there, that the front fuselage of an aircraft cost $317 million? Um, no. Thank you. No. Okay, $317 million, according to the budget of the United States Air Force, was spent on one front fuselage of an airplane. That's impossible. The airplanes back then didn't cost $317 million. So then my question automatically goes to, well, what cost $317 million? Is there a possibility that maybe they were building some new super high tech because according to everything we know about what took place in Roswell, New Mexico, there was weird pieces of metal that didn't conduct light. That didn't reflect light that almost looked see-through yet were lighter than air. So, and that's how it was described by the farmer on the ground who picked up these pieces of what he called a possible metallic object. And that's what they were looking for in the moon, that specific metal. So understanding all of this, now you understand how a black budget works. Yeah. This is where, this is how we hide our money. For instance, I'll give me a better example, even closer to our time period. I was using the most obvious and most profound, but I'll give you a the, better one. The movie Dave has a good, um, you remember the movie Dave? Yep. That has a good uh, segment about the budget too. 1985. Okay. What was going on in 1985? Do you remember? Uh, I was Who was president? Seven. It was right before the Challenger exploded. I don't know. I was in London. It was Reagan. Reagan. Okay. Reagan was president at the time, 1985. Um, Pablo Escobar was killed in Colombia. Okay. In 1985. Okay. You ready for this one? Who wasn't on the ground in Colombia at the time? I don't know. Again, I was A in small London. little outfit and called themselves Delta force or something like that. Uh huh. But somehow Pablo Escobar died with two shots, almost within an inch of each other right here. And one shot right here. There's no other snipers in the entire world. Uh, nah, he wasn't killed with a large caliber round. Okay. These were 45. Mm hmm. So close contact. Yeah. Okay. 
There's not a lot of other people I know how to shoot that way. I mean, not in the world. Nope. Not with a 45. Nope. Sorry. Okay. So, but the U.S. government did everything in their power to cover up the fact that they there were Pablo U.S. Or. soldiers on the ground chasing a drug lord in another country. You mean like right now they're trying everything to cover up the fact that there's U.S. soldiers on the ground in Ukraine? Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, a 22-year-old Marine just died? Yeah. Working for a... Um, hmm, a, a military contracting operation. Hmm. They don't call them mercenaries when they come from the United States. They call them contractors. Yeah. But we called it running the gauntlet. Well, that's what it is. Which I, mean, I refuse because, to let Mick do because 85% of them um, came home in a body bag. Lots of money, body bag. Uh, Mylar. Yeah, there you go, Rob Murray. Hitting that fucking hammer on the head right there. Boom. Mylar. Where do you think Mylar came from? Where'd Mylar come from? What? We just pulled it out of our ass and said, hey, this is smart. No, Mylar came from, obviously, I would believe, a fucking spacecraft. Okay. It, it's th So, again, even though space is fake and gay, Apollo 11 went up. We landed two guys on the surface of the moon. Did we, though? I... I'm going by history books here. I'm not going by what the fuck I'm talking about. Just going by history books. Okay. Okay. Wait, is that the, that's the Neil Armstrong one? Yeah. So let me ask you this. If Neil Armstrong was the first guy on the moon. Who was the cameraman? I got you. Ah, comical. Ah, we've heard that one like 85 times. But now. seriously. So I asked that question on Twitter since now you can ask questions on Twitter. <laughs> not get kicked <laughs> off. And, uh, and someone was like, well, the camera was attached to the outside of the ship. And I was like, they could barely get the materials to clear the atmosphere. No, they, you we really think that they were able to like my camera fucking goes out. If we blow on it the wrong way, you really think, and it's a fucking expensive camera. Do you we really developed, think we developed Mylar mm -hmm. from something. I did. It's not man-made. It's not from a, it's not from a, it's it was the mylar covered the outside of the spacecraft that landed on the moon. If we went up there today, it's covered in mylar. Okay. How does mylar fucking survive space travel? Yet, if you have it down here on Earth, you could literally rip it with your hand. You could punch through it. Yet, it's tough enough to deal with zero G, zero everything, everything zeroized. How is that possible? It's a great question, right? Two-way mirrors. That's another one. A lot of people forget about two-way mirrors. How the fuck did we get two-way mirrors? How did we figure out that there was a way that we could look through a window and somebody on the other side of that window would never know we're watching? Mylar. Somebody came up with a fucking ingenious idea of sticking Mylar on top of the window. Mylar, proper name for a polyester film. 1954, trademarked by DuPont. Like many DuPont names, it doesn't mean anything. They just liked the sound. Interesting. Because we know DuPont is one of the... Uh, they are still asking on the radio families. commercials casually to donate to Ukraine. Just never stops. Absolutely right yeah. there, Lindsay. Uh, my uh, Robin Marie, my father was an aeronautical engineer for NASA for 25 years. Now he's gone, and I have so many questions I never asked him. 
you know what? We have uh, Veland's got an uncle who uh, used to work on the shuttle program. Yep. And I have asked him every question under the face of the earth, the old, uh, up until everything, right? So I asked him, I said, hey, one day when I was down there, I asked him just the basic question. We ever go to the, we ever go to the moon? And his only answer was, well, we can't recreate it. So what do you think? We lost the technology. How do you, he said, no, he said, we cannot recreate it. So what do you think? And I said, so we didn't. He said, I didn't say that. And I said, oh, I see how it is. And that's when I kind of put two and two together that maybe what we're being told isn't completely accurate. Lindsay said, y'all's family tree seems to be pretty interesting. You have no idea, Lindsay, on both sides. Right there. Robin Marie, 1954, right, right after, after Roswell, Roswell, they discovered Mylar. Mylar down here. We can't. Oh, Shotgun Seamus chimes in. It says, what about night vision goggles? Night vision well, goggles. here we go. I'm going to go ahead and fucking throw a little bit of this into you. You want to know how we figured out what a night vision goggle was? Hmm. We electrified fucking Mylar. What? They put a charge to Mylar. And they figured out that Mylar with a charge in a fucking compressed tube would soak up light rays that were coming from the outside and make it brighter on the other side. Okay. So it's like the movie contact. Finally, you're finally on my level. <laughs> Let's go smoke a joint. Come on <laughs> folks. We're going to go smoke a joint. We'll be right back. <laughs> this will be your joint break for the night. Go smoke a joint. Go smoke whatever you got we're, in your hand. We're not even an hour in. We, we Robin Marie, uh, pass me a bong hit because I'm going to need one. Okay. Um, Contra what part of our government makes you crazy? Is it really the government? The government doesn't make me crazy. Okay. So the government makes me think about this one. Entertained. Hold on. Often. Think about this one. Okay. Yeah. Take all of that shit, throw it to the side, okay? Yep. What really runs our government? It's not people. No, definitely not. It's the mili military industrial complex runs this government. Yeah. It always has. Everybody thinks you can say Barry Obama, you can say fucking George Soros, you could say the World Economic Forum, you could say whatever you want, Klaus Schwab. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not accurate. The military industrial complex runs our government. They move our government. They push our government. They fund our government. This is all about fucking control by them, keeping us involved in war. Because when we're we're in we're at war, they're making money. Did y'all find a Stargate in uh, Iraq? No, there's not a Stargate in Iraq. What about Afghanistan? I couldn't tell you. Syria. Definitely couldn't tell no, me. Definitely okay. couldn't tell you. About All Stargate. right, excellent. So, uh, but Stargates are real. I've heard of a controlled. Uh, I've heard of a controlled singularity. Yes. Okay. All right. So, and my whole theory on realize what a Stargate would be. First of all, think about Stargate for a second. What was Stargate? 
I mean, the movie Stargate. No, was, no, no, no. Don't go by the movie. Just tell me what you think of Stargate is. A, a, essentially a traversable wormhole. A, exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't a black hole be a wormhole? We have no idea where a black hole goes. Why wouldn't it be a wormhole? Think about what was that fucking crazy ass movie? The one with uh, the guy with the really white teeth and he's always putting in context and then driving a Lincoln. Come on, you all know who he is. He's in the movie Sahara. He's the fucking um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so tell me something. Interstellar. 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 Okay. That is all about black holes. Yeah. And the theory is time. Not time. No, no, no. Time no, dilation. No, no, and all no. kinds of craziness. Folding time. Yes. Folding space. Time dilation. Yes. But it's folding space, yeah. directly referred to as folding space. Hmm, I've heard about that in another movie, haven't I? Didn't the spice do that in the movie Dune? It helped fold space. Yeah, because the shortest distance from point A to point B is not a straight line. It's actually nothing. Exactly. Yes. It's time being. It's it's folding. Essentially, time being eliminated and yeah. just folding time. Yeah. So, huh. Yeah, boom. There fucking a shotgun shame is coming through for the win. The Rosenbridge. What's the Rosenbridge? Do you not know what a Rosenbridge is? No. Okay. The Vikings had a old fucking Norse legend. Wait, is the Rosenbridge from the of uh, the Avengers or the fucking Well, no, the, it's talked about in they, the Avengers. They go they, with the guy with the, the big the sword dude. and he sticks it in there yeah, and he yeah, can yeah. see not only Thor, through Thor, the Thor movies through okay. time That's and space. Yes. That is a Rosenbridge okay. according to the Norse legend. Gotcha. Okay? okay. A Rosenbridge is also glass. Yeah. So it can be broken. The idea is to break time and space because you're not supposed to alter the future or the past so that it alters the future. Okay. Has anyone seen this sci-fi series? It's now on Netflix called The Magicians. Okay. It's basically millennial. <laughs> yes. Matthew McConaughey was second with Jodie Foster. In ding, contact. ding, ding. Yes. Um, the Magicians. It's I'm watching it on Netflix right now, right? If you can get past... An, it's it's so interesting because you know once you wake up once you awaken like Oof. hold on i gotta pull this one up and just leave it up because she just brought up a fucking great point Lindsay killing okay. it again i put the helm of awe symbols on all my mirrors and windows. That, there's there's something to okay. that too hold on i will okay. explain so, that in just a second but um so the magicians it, it it you know once you wake up Everything you watch, everything you see, like you see it through a completely different lens, a different filter, right? You look at it with comparing it to today's society. And this is no different. And it's so obvious once you get past it. But it's basically like millennial magicians. They're, you know, postgraduate and they're going to this magician's college and they've got to like save the world and whatnot. And there's tons of sex and drugs and, you know, all kinds of craziness and whatnot. If you can get past that in the fourth season, they're talking all about the new world order. Okay. Because magic, um, they kill a God and the old gods take magic away and then they have to, um, get magic back. Okay. One way to get magic back is they go on a quest to find seven keys. Okay. Um, to unlock the castle at the end of this glass bridge. 
And then inside the castle is a monster and they can't let the monster out. But of course they do because, you know, you got to have a next season. Um, and, uh, and they get magic back, but the new world order siphons the magic as soon as it returns and then distributes it out little by little as a means of control for everybody. Isn't, and they, I mean, they say the words new world order, literally new world order, like in every episode in the end of season three and going into season four. So um, anyway, it's very interesting. So I put the helm of awe symbols on all my mirrors and windows. Have you ever looked at what's in the corner? Yes, shotgun Seamus. The god shit in the well, and that's what fucked up magic in the first place. There you go. So have you ever looked in any of your windows? Have you ever looked at any of your windows? Do you ever wonder why they put like starry prefixes on all of your windows? What do you mean? There's if you look in your windows, depending on the window company, whoever made your windows, even in a car, <laughs> even in a car, there's always like a it's like a it looks like a NASA symbol. It's got like the little weird U. Every single window, every single car, every single, just next time you're around a car, just look down at the window and just okay. look at the imprinted, normally it's laser cut into the window, into the glass. And there's an emblem in there. And normally it looks as if it were like outer space stuff. Like it was figured out from NASA it's type like, shit. It's the Space Force logo? Kind of, sort of, in a weird way, except without the diamond, because the diamond means something else, because all guys know what the diamond means. Dude, they totally jacked that shit from Star Trek, but okay. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. But the if you ever look at it, and the reason they do that is, well, according to the government, they tell you that well, the reason we do that is because it's a safety symbol, this, that, and the other thing. And the reason that it's there is because that lets emergency personnel know that this glass is not just going to shatter and break the shit all over people. It lets us know that it's going to spider like it's supposed to. Safety and glass. then we can rip the glass out by our hands. We don't actually have to cut it or do anything crazy like that, which is never true because we still have to cut it. Yeah, because it's not true that it just spiders either because you remember that time that um, the back window, yes, on back, top of Connor. Yeah, no, uh, shit. I was literally, and I, this scarred me for a long time, but I was leaving the Walmart parking lot. I'd just gotten... Um, she was still a liberal at this point, I, I'd just gotten our son's haircut, and it was really long. He was two years old, and it was raining really hard. And like I, we buzz cut him. He didn't get a haircut at Walmart, but the haircut place was right next to Walmart. And uh, I, he had a rubber raincoat on, and I put it up over his head to keep him warm. Thank God I did, because I put him in the car seat in the back. And as we're leaving the parking lot, a tree branch fell off a car, went right through the back you window. You mean on a, off a tree? Right. Fell off the tree. Sorry, this is um, root beer and, and uh, Jameson cold brew, so I'm about halfway through it. Anyway, fell off the tree, went right through the back window of Who the Who says car, I'm not BT? And uh, and came, like, missed our son's head by about an inch, and that glass went everywhere, everywhere. So, but the rubber protected him. Anyway. So, long story short, inside the glass, uh, there's a polymer that keeps the glass together from breaking like plate glass. When plate glass breaks, you get fucking cut. Now I've heard a different theory as to why they put that mark on the windows is to let you know that you're looking into a another world. You are, if you think about it, you are. Okay. 
in that little environment, you control your world. That is true. Outside that environment, you have no control over that. They do. As in a mirror, they don't like mirrors. Why don't they like mirrors? Because it shows the world that they don't control. Interesting. It's a mirror is just another picture of another dimension. Like for the longest time, human beings used to believe that for forever. If, if we brought somebody from like way, way back when we brought them to our time and we turned on the TV, they would think they're looking at a different world. They would not believe for a second that that's what's going on here. Well, they, they are looking at a different world. Do you ever, do you ever be in a space your space that you're so comfortable in and you're when you're in that space it's like the rest of the world doesn't exist well yeah like you recognize that space as as your own the whole world contracts into that specific space no they they don't love mirrors that's inaccurate rob marie they hate mirrors because mirrors show them what they're what they don't control and this is why right here through the looking glass. If you've ever seen that movie, which Robin Marie from everything you've told us in the past, I'm not trying to guess what your age is, but I think you're old enough to have seen that movie through the looking glass told you that they are scared to death of mirrors. If you remember the aliens and through the, the looking glass and the, that was a, was a, that was a 60, 67, 68 B roll movie that I saw like way later on in life. But I can tell you right now through the looking glass, if you go back and watch that movie, you will find out that the aliens and everything or whatever it was, because you really never figure it out. It's something it's moving. It does something weird and it kills a lot of people and nobody knows why it was scared to death of mirrors and they would show it mirrors. You never saw a reflection in the mirror, nor did you see what it was, but it was scared to death of the mirrors. It would not come near the mirrors. Liberals are scared to death of mirrors. So are vampires. That's interesting. Because vampires don't see the reflection in the mirrors. Yeah. I don't think liberals do either. <laughs> well, maybe they're vampires. Okay. No, I think about this. Hold on. How, how do I know this? How do I believe this? All right. How do I believe that? Hold on. Listen. Yeah. How do I believe that liberals don't like mirrors? Do me a favor. Because they're all ugly. No, 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 no. This is even better. This is, oh my God, you guys are going to love this. Okay. This is going to blow all your mind. Go ahead. Do me a favor. Yeah. In your free time next time, go onto Google, whatever you're going to use. And Not I want Google. you to, okay. I want you to type in how many mirrors, both Michelle Obama and fucking this twat that we currently have in the White House mm -hmm. removed from the White House after Republican presidencies. Really? Yes. The numbers are kept. We archive the furniture that's moved out, the furniture that's moved in. They can adjust the White House to however they want the White House. Yeah, yeah. Melania Trump had mirrors put into the White House because Michelle Obama removed all the mirrors that were in the White House. Why is that? If they love mirrors, why is that? I don't know. I made you take the mirror off the wall in our old house and bring it with us, even though it came with the old house. We have mirrors up all over this house. Go into a liberal's house. Tell me how many mirrors you see. Interesting. If it's not in the bathroom, mm -hmm. how many mirrors do you see? 
Forget the ones in the bathroom. Bathrooms are a natural. Everyone has a mirror in the bathroom because you need to put your makeup on, especially if you're ugly. It is a natural space to fucking have a mirror, have a mirror, but entryway mirror. But a lot of people use mirrors in your house to deflect light around your house, especially if you have a naturally dark house, which we had. We We didn't have a whole lot of windows, natural sunlight windows full of natural light. Love it. We didn't have a whole light or a whole lot, but what we did was we used mirrors throughout the house to project light. Yep. Well, they love to live in the darkness. Hmm. What does a mirror do? It reflects light into the dark. They can't control that light. They can't control what's coming from that mirror. They don't like mirrors. They take mirrors down. They remove them. Now, don't get me wrong. They don't destroy it. In the White House, especially the White House. Because you they take them out, it goes destroy. into storage. Yeah. And then it comes back because 90% of these mirrors are fucking like the old, old original, like, like hundreds of years yes, old. Yes, hundreds yeah. of years yeah. old, original to the White House. Uh, even after the fire, they survived the fire and they restored them and they brought them back, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, Big Mike didn't want to see her big fucking schlong hanging out from underneath her dress and fucking punching dudes in the fucking balls. I'm just saying, through the looking glass, this is all this is all big stuff. All of this stuff has a lot to do with this. But the bigger part is how do we hide those programs and what programs? Programs, when you build a program in the United States government, it never dies. Never. Never. It they never are goes still away. Still looking at the possibility of nuking the moon to look for new materials. I guarantee you that. Oh, Lizzie knows about this apparently too. Boom. Yep. Make spot on. I'm glad you know about this. People tell me I'm crazy. They're like, why don't you have why, a snowflake you on, have your a snowflake on your car? Ha ha idiots. No. Oh no, no, no. Snowflakes are horrible for them. Dude, they're scared to death of that. That's why we call them snowflakes. Exactly. Because every single one is individual and you can't, you can't have, you can't be a Borg if you're an individual and you can't be a mirror. Because if you're a mirror, you reflect light onto the darkness. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, okay, so let's back up here, though. Um, what else we got going on? Here? All right, the original, the original mirrors, mirrors of the White, the White House. House for the ones that, with the silver backing. Evidence shows that the fa- fake, fake cre- creatures hate that kind. Hate that kind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they hate anything that reflects light. Anything that reflects light. And let me tell you something, folks. If you've never been in the White House, I've been in the White House a couple different times. If you've ever been there at well, this perfect time. So here we go. You guys get a story tonight. <laughs> oh, Boom. this is a great story. Uh, I got to start a thing. It's going to be story time with Nick. I just haven't figured out what song I'm going to use, uh, how it's going to work, but we're going to do story time. Uh, I'm going to have like a crackling fire going on in the background. Anyway, so no bullshit. There I was. Uh, I was a, I just got promoted to staff sergeant for the third time. Second, third. No, second. No, it was the third. I don't remember. It was either between second or third. You got to understand staff sergeant was a really tough rank for me. I could not keep it for whatever reason. I always found some moron who is well-deserving to have their fucking face permanently rearranged by my fist. Anyway, long story short, there I was no bullshit. Usually because they were fucking his whore of an ex-wife, but that's neither here nor there. No, actually I never got in trouble once for her. What about Joe? You broke his nose. That's why you lost E6 the last time. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with her. I mean, he was banging her. No, he wasn't. Okay. If you say so. It's not what I heard. Well, you might have heard something (laughs) different than I heard. I I didn't think he was banging her, at least. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Everyone was banging her. I was about to say, everybody else got a turn, but I didn't. (laughs) 
and they couldn't turn her off, but whatever. That's what happens to the horse. Uh, and that and they get stoned later on in life, but whatever. Um, long story short, there I am. I was in between assignments and I was sent down to DC for two months. I had to work down there for two months. And while I was there, uh, I'm sitting there and uh, this Colonel comes up to me and goes, Hey, you want to do me a really big favor favor? I was like, yeah, sure. What? He's like, uh, we got these British guys coming to the white house tomorrow. I want you to escort them around. I'm thinking to myself, Oh shit. Oh, it's a Brit. Um, I I'm down with it. Let's do it. So I showed up at the white house. I'm standing out there like a fucking nerd outside the gate. I'm like, fucking a this is bullshit i'm not even allowed in what are you gonna fucking pat me down? sure enough they patted me down i was like wow you fucking faggots anyway i get inside there finally and well, i marines right i mean they do collect no. a paycheck from the department of the Navy. no it was secret service it was oh, the actual faggots yeah okay it was the secret service the ones, that, the ones that have to pay for their sex in south america no these are the uniform guys oh, these okay. are the guys that probably didn't have any sex in south South America. <laughs> okay, gotcha. They weren't allowed to because they weren't cool enough. They weren't on the cool guy team. So anyway, long story short, so there we are. We're standing down there, and this guy, uh, I finally, I'm standing outside this door. This nerd runs up to me. He goes, hi, I'm so-and-so from the White House Communications Department, blah, 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 blah. And he sounds like this just, uh, in. I, I wanted to kill him just because he sounded gay. <laughs> anyway, he's like, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be taking him on a tour of the White House. Um, and I, I had to memorize a couple different things, like, because people always ask questions, but I didn't have to memorize all that much. It wasn't really that big of a deal. So I was like, whatever. So we go on and, uh, this, all these guys show up, these Brits show up and they've got these <laughs> fucking brace on and they got this like one green feather sticking out of the top of their brain it goes right back over the top of their head and i'm thinking to myself they look really retarded yes i was like oh my god what are you a fucking faggot peacock and it is a peacock feather of course it is and i'm sitting there going holy shit so these guys are sitting here and uh, i'm talking to them and they turn out to be really fucking cool just regular plain old dude so we're sitting there bullshit and having a good time and i'm like holy fuck you guys are actually pretty cool so we, we go up to the door we walk in and while we're standing there there's a secret uniform secret service agent as we're going in uh in between the east wing or the west wing and the main the main residence. And when you go in that door, you can't turn right because they will not let you near the executive offices. However, they make you turn left because that's where your tour starts in the white house. And that's the side your tour <laughs> starts in the white house. So I'm sitting there and I guide these guys in and the secret service agent grabs me by the shoulder. And he, he's like, Hey, look, I'm an old army dude. I go. Yeah. He goes, did you check their pockets for what? I said, for what? And he goes, lighters matches. Why? I said, why? He turns around and he points to a painting on the wall. Last time these guys were here, this is what happened to the White House. It's on fire. <laughs> All of a sudden, I fucking, I'm like, no fucking way. And he looks at me, goes, uh-huh. Those are the dra green dragoons. <laughs> I was like, you're fuck. I turned around. I walked outside. I grabbed the fucking trash can, took the bag, threw it in the wall. I grabbed the trash can, walked outside, walked by each one of them. I said, I know all you fucking homo smoke fags. So put your goddamn lighters <laughs> or any lighting elements you have in this goddamn can right now. You'll get it back at the end of the tour. And the colonel comes up to me and goes, Sergeant, 
he stands there and this lieutenant <laughs> walks up next to him. He goes, talk to him. And the lieutenant looks at him. He goes, why are you doing this to his men? And I looked at him. I said, cause the last time you motherfuckers were here, you burnt this bitch down. <laughs> <laughs> and the colonel's just staring at me like touche. Good point. <laughs> I said, it ain't happening on my watch, bitch. And I just kept going down the line. I was like, put your lighters in your fucking matches in here. If not, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just Mick, think of Mick saved the White House for the second time. No, it was just really funny, though, because I got a phone call from uh, at the time he was the I forget. He was some sergeant major of the army. It wasn't, he wasn't the sergeant major of the army, but he was one of the sergeant. Not majors. our friend. He was one of the sergeant majors that worked inside. Oh, no, he's that office. secretary. Okay. So, uh, this guy called me and goes, Hey, did you do that to the Brits? And I said, <laughs> yep, <laughs> sure did. And he goes, are you worried about that starting an international incident? I said, but the last time they were here, we kicked their ass. I'm pretty sure if they come back, we're going to kick their ass again. <laughs> And he's like, point received, point taken. Oh. You've got two points, sir. Next. So where, where was I going with that? So anyway, yeah. So the White House, I don't know. These programs all exist mm. because we hide them sometimes in the open. I mean, sometimes right in front of your face. You don't even realize it. We In the military, we called it neutral terrain. Think about it. If you're walking through the woods and let's say all the shit you're walking through is real dense brush, right? And you're looking for somebody. If you're looking for somebody in really dense brush, it's very time, time consuming. It's it, exhausting. You're fucking tired. You need a Later, dog. shotgun. Seamus. Take care, bro. Bye. Um, it, it's time consuming. It's exhausting. You, you got shit to do. I get it. Um, but if you walk by an open field and you look out there and you can <laughs> see from one side to the other, would you think about looking in that field? No. No. That's what we call neutral terrain. Because you would just automatically assume that that area is clear because you can't see anything, so you don't think anything exists out there. Mm -hmm. That's where I would hide. Because that makes the most sense to me. You're not going to look here. You're going to look in all those woods and all that thick shit that I'm not even going to go crawling into because A, I'm allergic to poison ivy, but B, I'm too scared to fucking walk in that shit because you're going to find me. Because in the military, we call it the thousand meter rule. If you're within thousand meter of another human being, you're going to walk right upon them. Doesn't matter where you're at. You could be in the middle middle of the a rainforest, triple canopy, fucking we're talking it's night all the time on the well, ground. Well, that's because people's auras natural call to each other. Yeah. Natural attraction. Yep. Correct. So this is just, that's why we hide shit right out in plain sight. You're not going to ask any questions if we build it right in front of you. The space shuttle, for Christ's sake, was built directly in front of us, and we didn't even know what it was. So your uncle was working on the space sh shuttle before it was even designed or termed or designated the space shuttle. And you know, all he knew he was working on was a space program for NASA. And at the time it went by program 151. And actually he was working for Boeing. 
Not for NASA. He no, I know. For, he worked, he worked for, for Boeing. Boeing. But so when he when, was he moved when down Obama to the space coast, shut the space program down. He didn't get a government retirement. He got basically he got the fucking shaft from Boeing. Um, so that really sucked for him. But you know, but when he started working there, he started working on Program One Fifty One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were the first tail numbers on One Fifty One? The first space shuttle that went up. 151. Yep. We hide it in plain sight. So you don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. So like Antarctica, where there's 150 countries that are up there protecting what's supposedly a great big frozen. There you go. Help design nothing. space shuttle tiles. You know how, and you know how hard it is to even look at those. You can't even look at those. What the tiles? Yeah. Okay, but all right, so Antarctica, 150 or so countries are up there, right? They won't let anywhere near it. And yes, I know people have actually gone to Antarctica. You go to a little fucking island off the coast and you see the penguins. And so random. I just, I'm sorry, tangent. I saw another article tonight in my random not smart news that said that scientists now think penguins are aliens. No, cats are. I know cats are aliens. That's why I said I don't understand. But apparently they think penguins are aliens now. Okay, so you go to Antarctica and you see a couple penguins on an island and you're like, oh, I visited Antarctica. Why are there 150 countries not allowing anyone to go there then if there's nothing there? You're in my world now, babe. I know, because they're hiding in a blank site. Okay, so... Is the earth round or is it flat? It's both. I disagree. And it's hollow as well. The firmament is a round globe that sits on top of a flat plane that is above a hollow round earth blow. That I would agree with. It's flat round and a globe all at the same time. Flat hollow and a globe all at the same time. Well, that means you're just a, a you're not necessarily a globalist. You're a, I believe, I believe in everything. You're a trans-globalist. I'm a trans-globalist. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so but uh, so you think space is fake and gay. See, I think, I mean, the, the globe has to, unless we actually live in a simulation, the plane that we live on has to be somewhere. Do I think that it's flying through space at 666,000 miles an hour on a continuous... 24-hour um, cycle that rotates... That like follows a line look, looks like DNA. If you, you follow, no, that's there. That's not possible. The international space sta international space station would not be possible. We would not be able to actually send a shuttle up into space and come back. If we were actually going through hurtling through space at 666,000 miles an hour on a, on a rotation right now. So I have, happen. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay. A matter of fact, you know what? I don't have a fucking question for you. I have a science experiment for you. Instead. Okay, but hold on. So here's no, so, no, you, no, no. no but keep right, I'll keep talking. So if I'll be right back. If if space is fake and gay, or if space is not fake, but and and maybe not gay, but we're not actually on a planet, as it were, then what are aliens? Are aliens real? Like are aliens aliens? Are they from another planet? If we're not actually a planet, so I think that aliens. All aliens are interdimensional creatures. And I saw a comment earlier that it's worse than aliens. It's fallen angels. And I think you're right because I think aliens and fallen angels and demons 
uh, and regular angels, well, not regular angels, there's what's a regular angel, um, angels, archangels, demons, they're all interdimensional creatures. And I think the stargates, um, the black holes or the wormholes or whatever you want to call them, bring them to another dimension, not necessarily another, I mean, another world, yes, but not crossing space per se as we perceive space to be, but rather crossing space as interdimensionally. Uh, rather like the movie that Mick referred to earlier. What are you doing? I'm coming, I'm coming. Jesus Christ. Shush. You're just talking. I am talking. I was talking about how I think that aliens and, and uh, all creatures are all interdimensional, not necessarily oh. like, so, you know, little green men from This Mars. is how I'm going to prove that we live on a flat ball of Earth. Okay. okay. So you've all seen an eclipse, right? I want to make sure that this does what I wanted. You're gonna, you're gonna, okay, you're gonna perfect. destroy one of my lemons. Perfect. Okay. So no, this is, uh, this is a, this is just my gun light. It goes on the bottom of a handgun. So anyway, it's just really bright. And I knew it would reflect off the wall in here and show on the camera. So I'm gonna take this. Okay, that's that's the moon, right? Okay. Now, tell me something. When yeah. do you get a half moon? Halfway through the 28-day moon cycle. Cycle, right? Yeah. Okay. A half moon. Yeah. Perfectly half, right? Yeah. It's completely, it looks just like. Like it, there's a line. In, looks in. like there's a line in the middle of it, right? Hold on. I'm trying to get it to right where it's perfect. Give me a sec. I'm trying to do it. Yeah, give me your phone. All right. So much like about like. Whatever. It still doesn't work, but okay. Yeah, it's still not working. Give me, yeah. give me a piece of paper or something like. Fold me up a piece of paper or something, something solid. Because I want to see if I can do this properly. So, okay. A half moon. Uh, let me fold this in half real quick because that'll be more dense. There we go. Yeah. So, if I can get it to work properly. Okay. Whatever. I can't, I can't. But anyway, it looks like it's cut perfectly in half, right? Yeah. So, tell me something, yeah. right? Yeah. So, this is that moon or whatever, right? Yeah. Right here's the moon on the on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to take this, right? And I'm going to cross this, right? In front of that light. Look at the look at the the picture behind, okay? Tell me when that gets perfectly cut in half. You're you're past it. It never did. It never did. It constantly stayed round, right? Because you always had a round object in front of it, right? Yeah. Okay. So then how do you get a perfectly half moon? Uh it it's a piece of paper. Where it's cut in half? I don't know. Why did it start glowing in 1977? It's a great question. Why does it glow a, a, a temperature cooler than what's naturally at night? For instance, if you go outside, right? If you've ever been outside for a long time period of night, right? I have. I've been out yeah, for yeah, yeah. several nights yep. just fucking hanging out. Why is it when I'm underneath the tree, it feels warmer? Yet when I walk out in an open field, it feels cooler. If the sun's light is reflecting off the moon, it should be a little bit warmer. Thank you. Yeah. That means that there is no light, that the moon is actually making its own light, which means a separate entity is per, you know, well, lighting the moon. That's the black sun in the middle of the earth, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that actually goes into another flat earth theory, but I know one that I actually kind of do believe we might have to bring Dave back on here. We might have to just for fun, just for fun. Um, but okay. So 
going back to some of these projects. Correct, BT Wallace. You're absolutely right. If you stand out in the middle of a field and you try to stay warm in a, on a clear night, you're not going to stay warm. You're going to get colder. If you go under a tree, you're going to feel like you're warmer. Why is that? That's just weird. However, if you go out under under the moon, you know, there's certain... I really started researching these medicinal herbs that I'm, I'm about to start growing and making my own medicines and stuff like that. I was talking to my best friend about it tonight. She came over for dinner. Um, there are certain herbs that you are supposed to ar harvest under the light of a full moon. There are certain herbs you're supposed to harvest specifically at dawn or... Um, Barley is supposed to be harvested in the middle of the night. Barley is. Yeah. There are some herbs that you're supposed to, some plants that you are supposed to harvest specifically at, at night on, in a specific cycle of the moon at a specific time. Um, I Interesting. Mean, it really is. I mean, that goes back, you know, years and years. So, uh, yeah. I mean, like hundreds and thousands of years. There's, I, I think it's even in the Bible it tells you, because I want to say Micah was telling us about it. Yep. Um, you know, there's certain things that you're supposed to harvest at very specific times, and some of that's under the light of the full moon. Um, Sheep's one of them. And you can, uh, you can recharge mm. your spiritual, your psychic energy under the, the light of the moon rather than with the sun. Correct. All right. But getting back to spacecrafts, UFOs, because that's kind of where we started, right? All this, this, all this UFO documents and stuff coming out. Also, you can see the blue sky behind a partial moon in, in the, the day. day. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, and people get more horny during different moon cycles, and people get more violent during different moon cycles. Hey, um, there's a reason why when we say, "Oh, <laughs> oh, great, it's a fucking full moon," especially if you're a firefighter or a police officer, because mm -hmm. you're going to see some of the weirdest shit in the whole wide world. I can tell you the first full moon I ever worked as a firefighter. The first full moon I ever worked, I had a, 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 a father pull up with his daughter to the fire department, to the house, the firehouse I was working at and say, yeah, my father, uh, my daughter just swallowed a half a fucking bottle full of fucking hydroxy or um, hydro, uh, hydrocodone. I was like, yeah, uh, somebody go get the Ipecac. Because she's about to get a full fucking mouth shot of an Ipecac, and this is going to be funnier than shit, and it's going to bug the shit out of her, but we're going to laugh our balls off because we're going to see some interesting shit come anyway, out of her guts. Yeah. Uh, full moon effect, you're right, BT, is no joke. Uh, the same. It was the same thing in hotels. You know, like if there was a full moon on a weekend, especially on a like a, a big holiday weekend, we're like staff double because shit's going to go, it's going to be fucking crazy. We pulled the wild. We pulled the dude out of the Y. With a full moon, remember? He had his dick stuck in the jet. <laughs> yeah, I remember that? You remember the remember the time that we fished the hookers out of the river? Yes. Every time it, for the that, full moon. Every time it was a full moon. Every time. It was like every once yes, a month. Yes, folks, I'm dead serious. There was a dude that broke into the Y where we used to live. He got in the pool and he stuck his dick into the jet of the pool and got stuck. But had his phone near him, so he was able to call 911. <laughs> Don't ask. I don't know. And, uh, I just know how much of that wall we had to remove to fucking pull that dude to get that whole thing off of the wall. <laughs> we had to remove quite a chunk of wall. Okay. Underwater. So, uh, um, you're not supposed to put 
big things in little holes if they don't naturally expand to accommodate. Correct. The size. Anyway, um, and as far as pulling hookers as a <laughs> Can I come hang out with y'all for a weekend? So good. As far as, uh, I used to work, when I worked at a hotel, it was actually on the Savannah River, and we had our own dock, and uh, every full moon, some some hooker ended up in the river, and we'd have to fish her out at like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was pretty insane. Hey, that's what dudes are supposed to do there. Yeah, um, that's the overnight bellman. They, uh, anyway... Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's with men sticking their so, dicks and everything. Uh, it's kind of like what hotels. You know how crazy hotels are. Hotels are insane. So, <laughs> but anyway, all right. So going back to to where we started with UFOs. So if if space if space is fake and gay, yep. Where do UFOs come from? No, we don't know. Don't we though? How are we supposed to know? We can't get to outer space. Well, that's really interesting because you remember Admiral Byrd. Yeah. Well, I mean, not exactly because we weren't alive then, but Admiral Byrd, right after World War II, and no, I, I mean, I played in his band. <laughs> so full of it. Right after World War II, uh, Admiral Byrd, because of course the the Nazi hierarchy never surrendered. The military surrendered, like the boots on the ground surrendered. Third Reich never surrendered, but the Third Reich never surrendered, um, including Hitler. So uh, they supposedly all fled to Antarctica. So Admiral Byrd led a contingent of ships, multinational, went to Antarctica to confront the Nazi base there in New Schwabenland, hmm. which was actually uh, started and basically founded by Klaus Schwab's father. What does New Schwabenland actually mean when you translate? Um, it's like the, the... The new land of the father. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting though, right? Um, anyway, so uh, Admiral Byrd got up to Antarctica and he was confronted uh, in his journal. He describes flying saucers, shooting lasers at them. Yeah, beams of light. Beams I of light. I believe he described yeah, it. Right? So little, little, I mean, not little, but flying saucers. And I mean, they were decimated. Like half their fleet was destroyed. And they turned tail and ran. They lost. We lost to the Nazis. Okay. Is it really Nazis though? I, well, I don't know. What was in Antarctica that they found in the first place? Um, Imaho or In my honest opinion. Okay. Whatever. Uh, only made out of what our minds perceive. The faith of people in what belongs in the sky seems to have colored sightings since the dawn of time. I don't know. I don't think they're metal at all. Not really. That's from BT Wallace. So um, I think they're a different type of metal. And I think that the Nazis or the Third Reich discovered uh, ancient technology in Antarctica um, it, during their explorations, which actually I don't think they vast. did it at all. I don't think they, they found anything. In Antarctica, what I think they found was a place that they could operate without anyone in interrupting what they were doing. So you think they developed the UFOs on their own? No, I think they found it somewhere else. Where I do you think they found it? Nazis were everywhere. True. You do realize, like, look again. They still are everywhere. I I hate to say this, but again, 
we have to look back at movies. Movies tell us everything we need to know about what's going on now. I, I know it sounds weird because they're all acts of fiction, but so far all we've talked about Nothing are acts of fiction. fiction. And what, what we've actually talked about are things that are real, though. We've actually talked about people talking about seeing the same shit or talking about the same shit. So think about it this way. What if, just for a second, that movies just are the precursor to what's to come and it's a way of softening us up on the inside to make us think the same way that they think. Yep. Okay. So if we're going to bite with that and we're going to play that game and a way for them to tell us what they're doing, they're doing. to absolve themselves of guilt, because if we don't do anything about it, then we're complicit. And exactly. So what if, when you're looking at this and you're talking about this, what if their way? So for instance, everybody's seen Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, everybody's seen the first one and the third one because the second one really this doesn't apply to, but the first one and the third one, this does apply to the first one being they hid the arc. They found the arc. They got the arc back. It ended up back in Nazi hands. The Nazis opened the arc. The arc destroyed everyone. Blah, 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 blah. Right now with that, the third one, they went after the Holy grail. The Nazis again were there. The Nazis, found the grail. They tried to take the grail out of the tomb. Again, the earth was destroyed or whatever that cave was destroyed. And all of those pieces ended up being destroyed or lost for time in the, the wells and the pits of earth. Right? So again, that being said, they were all over the world. They were looking everywhere for everything. Yeah. Are you done? No. Nope. Fucking with it. I, I don't know what you're doing of someone in the Nazi party finding one of them in India flying saucer of th there you go there was a report of I was just in about the Nazi to get party so finding get one of them India flying saucer things from Gita in the Himalayan mountains so get this get this Wallace. somebody saw a Nazi saw a flying saucer supposedly on the top of Mount Ararat mm -hmm. what is on the top of Mount Ararat does anybody know Noah's Ark that's what we believe. Noah's Ark, that's where Noah's Ark washed up after the great flood. That's where Noah and the family ventured off the Ark for the first time after the flood, had, the water started to recede. It was the first place that a bird made landing after what? a land landing after 40, 40 days. days. Again, there's that number 40. Isn't that it? weird? Isn't it? Mm -hmm. So again, we're, we're, we're actually, I think it was 40 weeks, but yeah. Okay. For, we're, we're forced to look at this through this eye that, Okay, Mount Ararat, Nazis were around Ma Mount Ararat, and they were supposedly saw flying saucers around Mount Ararat mm -hmm. during their conquest of the Middle East, Europe. They were all over. They spread out like ticks. Yep. They went everywhere. They stole everything. If it wasn't nailed down, it came back with the Nazis. What happened to them after the end of the war? In all those places? That's a great question. Hmm. What happened to all the technology they found after the end of the war? Hmm. I can tell you where half of it went. The Vatican? Nope. Oh, that's where the other half went? Nope. Half of it came right here to the United States of America. Yeah, and the other half went to the Vatican. No. Mm, I bet it did. Nope. I don't think it did. Okay. I don't think it did for a very good reason. Hmm. Because I think it, they took them with them wherever they ended up. Now, whether it was Antarctica, whether it was Argentina, Argentina, whether it was... Argentina. There's another Ar one for you, Tara. Argentina. Argentina. Argentina, like Hungary. Okay. Argentina. <laughs> She's number one in my world, folks. I love your way of speaking, but you're an asshole.
Yes, right. Yes. You're absolutely right. They got hired by our government. That was Operation Paperclip. And I was so being facetious just there because um, only like a handful of Nazis were actually executed at the Nuremberg trials. It was just for show. It was a distraction. It well, was it a wasn't shiny object. It wasn't a handful. There, there was the ones that were executed in Nuremberg, but there were some more atrocities that took place before Nuremberg that the United States does not like to claim any response to yet. However, I mean, I know some of the old Jews actually hunted down the ones that were, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about Israel on that too. No, I'm not talking about Israel. Like the Nazi hunters. I wasn't talking about Israel. I was talking about uh, actual. No, the, the Nazi hunters were not Americans. Those were Israelis. The, what I'm talking about took place is there were some people that were supposed to be brought to trial that were killed before trial because some of their guards happened to be Jews and their Jews, Jewish guards took it out on them mm -hmm. and they killed them. And it was covered up because we couldn't be seen as the one doing something that was anti another culture when we're about to prosecute people for the death, millions of deaths of other people and another culture. Okay. So there's a lot to that. There's my grandpa wasn't a Jew, but okay. He wasn't involved in it. Sure Operation Pop uh, Paperclip. Yeah, not a fucking joke. Dr. Mengele taught at the same same school Dr. Fauci went to med school, according to a theory. Yes. I've um, heard that. I've heard other ones. And then I've also heard, uh, have you ever heard of Dr. Hengel Schmidt? Has, does he, that, he was does the one, that he name? He was the one that did research on twins and, no. uh, and no. blood. No, 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 no. That was fucking Mengele. Mengele did that. Okay. Mengele did the twin research. He took the Jewish twins. He put them in rooms yeah, with yeah. each other. He killed one and had the other <laughs> one watch just to see what happens to him. Um, good night, Lindsay. Good night, Lindsay. We'll see you on Monday. Um, no, Dr. Mengele did that. The one, um, Heng Hengel Schmidt, he was the guy that did the, uh, he did time. He did experiments with time and he did experiments, um, with uh, what we call today rubbing two atoms together. Oh. What happens when you rub two atoms together? They explode. Exactly. So isn't that an interesting thing that he did experiments with time and rubbing two atoms together? Does anybody else not find that as interesting as I do? Yeah, that's really interesting. So how many of the old school Nazis or their descendants were involved with ATIP or I have no idea. OSAP. I couldn't tell you. I bet it's more than a few. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Think about it. Uh was it uh there was uh when Reagan released uh what was the name of the fucking program? Uh Star uh not Star Wars, but yeah it was Star Wars. Remember the satellites we put up there back in the 80s that Reagan said we're going to defend us from fucking uh, incoming nuclear missiles from the Russians and it would shoot these lasers down and it would destroy the, the missiles in midair. Okay. It was our defense, our in increased inter you know, uh, in increased internal defense for the lasers, like almost like Jewish space lasers. <laughs> To back up old Marjorie Taylor Green there. You remember, you know what I'm 
Yeah. I'm like talking to you and you're looking at your stupid phone that I'm about to throw in the wall. I'm, I'm about to make time in atoms with your fucking phone. Yeah. You have a choice. Okay. All right. Great. So the fact that we had that, where'd that technology come from? We didn't even know what a fucking laser was in 1984. Came from the Nazis. Just saying. Because if they were shooting lasers at us in uh, 1946, then had to come from somewhere. Just saying. So who is Robert Bigelow? Who is Robert Bigelow? Robert Bigelow is what? The, the founder of Budget Suites of America. Okay. Okay. But he's he also provided financial support for OSAP for for ASIP and OSAP. Okay. Like Bigelow basically funded the whole damn thing. How much did he put towards it? Well, he's only worth seven hundred million, but um, he's provided financial support for investigations of USO, UFOs, and parapsychological topics, including the continuation of consciousness after death. Okay, so what he has been a part of is what we like to call Operation Bluebeam. So right here, ATIP and AAWSAP relied in large part on contact contract research conducted by an arm of a private Hold on a company. Second. Let me add this to the stream so everybody can see it. Bigelow Airspace Advanced Studies, owned by eccentric hotel magnet Robert Bigelow. Okay. Um so Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Studies is now apparently defunct, but Bigelow Aerospace is still operational. What what do UFOs and parapsychological topics like the continuation of consciousness after death? Well, tell me something. What does have to do with space research? What is one of the ways that we think that aliens communicate? Telepathically. ESP, right? And I think we communicate. I think like the Bible tells us we actually all communicated telepathically before the Tower of Babel was destroyed. Correct. Yeah. So ESP is a primary function of, and it, that's. It should be one of our innate abilities, but it's been suppressed in us perhaps deliberately for millennia. Hasn't been? Most people can't do it as most people can't consciously do it as far as they're aware. Okay. That being said, how do we, how do you change that? Bigelow and the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I heard about this. This is a theory though. Is it not BT? I mean, you've watched the same shit I'm watching. Is that not a theory that Bigelow owned the Skinwalker Ranch at one point in time? I, I'm pretty sure that on that TV show, it was like uh yeah, he he runs that society for parapsychological uh, parapsychological research. However, I th I don't think he ever owned Skinwalker Ranch. I think he was a part of Skinwalker Ranch, but I don't think he ever owned it. It's reputed to be the site of paranormal and UFO related activity. Yes, absolutely. I don't disagree with that. You know, without anything, but it, the the so, way that the, yeah, the cows die out did, there. He did own it. So after, oh, he did own it. After 20 years of research without discovering the source of paranormal activity on his property, Bigelow sold Skinwalker Ranch and became an astrophysicist. Okay. My so bad. yes, he initially owned it. 
All right. So he did own it. My bad. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I know I, I heard about it on the TV show. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's gotta be a theory. I, I, there's no way that that's possible. And then, well, apparently it is since obviously BT did a little research into it. I, I didn't, I honestly didn't, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think he owned it, but interesting though. Still, nonetheless, very interesting. Isn't it though? Especially with the way the cows die out there. You remember that BT? How did the cows die at Skinwalker Ranch? Skinned, skinned alive. Just the head, not like the rest of the body, not like where we would consume, you know, the better parts of a cow. No, just the head is cut from the cow's body and the head is skinned alive. Which, by the way, we're buying a cow. No, we're not. A dead one, not a live one. <laughs> I saw this show two CHZ Baggins did on Skinwalker Ranch. What did she say? I saw the show ZCH Baggins did on Skinwalker Ranch. Creepy. It really is, actually. Yeah, the cow deaths have been really weird. Yes. Like some of them had organs explode inside the bodies, and they were found with no external wounds whatsoever. And when they were examined by a medical examiner, they couldn't find like an injection site. There's no reason why these cows should have died like that. So is Robert Bigelow like the Elon Musk of the 90s? The P the Psy world? The early 2000s of, of, of the UFO Oh, world? Zach. Zach, okay. Zach Braggins did. Yeah, that's the one that I think uh, me and BT are talking about. It was on uh, history or discovery or something like that. Like that wherever they're doing the same one for uh, uh, Oak Island. So it's, I think it's discovery or no, it's history. I don't remember. It's one of the two of those. I think it's, it's either the Hitler channel or the discovery channel. I don't remember which either way <laughs> they're, they're doing Use max is the Hitler channel. Don't you know that? No, they're not. Yeah, no, they, they're not. They, oh, no, they, they're not. They literally run not Hitler documentaries like every single night after they go off air. There is a like penile gland supplement made from cow brain. Pineal gland, not penile. Whatever. Totally different. Your Whatever. pineal gland is up here. Your penile gland is down. I'm going to give here. you. Oh, there's your penile gland, baby. No. Okay. <laughs> I think you can uh, put us back on full screen here, but. Um, no, because you missed the biggest part of this. I can't believe that you didn't even fucking read it. What's that? The documents made clear that a a a w s a p or w a a w s a p was focused on studying the defense and military capabilities of a variety of exotic speculative technologies, including energy, anti-gravity, high-frequency gravitational wave communications, and obviously never carried out proposals to tunnel a hole through the moon using nuclear weapons. Gravity is the bane of aerospace transportation. One DIA reference document reads yep. DIA defense intelligence agency. Why would the defense intelligence agency be writing a document on something that fucking crazy? First of all, let's examine what the DIA is and let's examine what we're talking about here. U S technologies, the DIA would not write a document about U.S. technologies unless non-U.S. personnel were involved in the technology. Whoa, 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 hold on. What did you say about NASA before? Fake and gay? No, 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 no. When it first started, they built 
the whole bottom part of the rocket ship before they told the people about it? Correct. NASA was a classified program for so many years Five before years. it was released? Correct. How long was Space Force around before we found out about it? I have no idea. Who runs Space Force? No idea. Who's in control of Space Force? No idea. DIA. That's the Defense Intelligence Agency. Yeah. That is not a scientific branch. There's nothing scientific about it. Remember Chris Miller? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's your point? Chris Miller was integral in setting up Space Force and also... Educate everyone else if you're going to fucking drop names like that and say some stupid shit. Educate. Okay, so Chris Miller um, was the guy that Trump appointed at the very, very end of his term um, to... to head up space force. Yeah, he's the secretary of, of space force. And he came out of the DIA. Yep. So obviously there's already a connection between the DIA and space force. And this proves it right here because this sounds this like this doesn't really prove anything, but it says that a reference document was written about a technology and a group of people working here in the United States, which is kind of unheard of. It's really difficult to do for them to do because that way we would have to, it would fall under uh, foreign threat focus debriefings of American personnel. Uh, in, in the coming weeks, motherboards will examine a few of these proposals in detail. Mm -hmm. Why would motherboards? Motherboard. Motherboard is publishing the full scope of what we received for transparency and to aid researchers and other journalists. Do you want to know what motherboard is? What is motherboard? Motherboard is a code name. For? Alice. That's what I thought you were going to say. Because that's why I pulled up entity out of here. Prepared by a person or entity. When I was talking about entity, I was trying to get you to say that name. I couldn't say it without any proof. Motherfucker. Motherboard is just a code name for Alice. Alice is our AI, by the Alice way. Alice is the only AI that exists on this planet, and it is a supercomputer that can generate... I thought there were seven of them. There's only one that I know of. There's only one that I've ever seen. Okay. And we will not hook that one up to anything. I think we already have. Nope. I don't think we have. I think we have. I, I, uh, I definitely know we haven't because it would literally, in the time that it's taken Joe Biden to fuck up the world, it would have taken less time for Alice to destroy it. And that's the one part that we will not do. That's why we will not hook up Alice to anything. Okay. Uh, BT Wall said Nazi scientist Hans Reich believed that he could take human life force and put it into another body or human embryo for a form of reincarnation. He was a member of the parapsychology group. How about putting alien demon life force into human embryo? That's How about this one? This one's even scarier. BT. This is all shit I've been researching because it's part of the fiction I've been writing. Fantastic, BT. BT. I can't wait to hear about it. So, you know BT. what? BT, BT, hold me, on. That gives me an idea. No, wait. That gives me an idea for next week's True Spiracy because I bet BT is going to love this one. Um, and uh, Lindsay asked about my family, about our families. Uh -huh. right? I think next week we should talk about my great-grandmother. Well, you can Maria. Yeah. And the Vril society and what actually happened to her. It all ties into all of this. Well, either way, BT, let me, let me, you're on the right track. Okay. 
do you remember uh i i talked about it once before and they've actually done a a movie on this and it kind of blew my mind when they did the movie on it because i was like holy shit they're actually probably trying to research this now there was a time back that back then um just go over here click the little blue box okay well we're good now right here okay so there was a time way back when where uh they did some research on conception okay conception inside of a woman when a woman actually becomes pregnant is what they consider right now closest to the big bang that they can find yeah uh conception is huge there's a chemical that's released in a woman's body and when they did this movie about lucy i thought the the original name of the movie was going to be called alice and then they were very smart and very quickly changed the name to lucy lucy apparently is a woman who absorbs all of this drug this nc204 which is the drug that or the component <laughs> that basically starts life for a human embryo this doctor that you're referring to hans derschlich he actually Dreisch. or dreisch or whatever the fuck his name is dreisch he actually was experimenting on pregnant jews and the life force that he called which ended up becoming nc204 which is an actual drug that is produced in the human body in a female a pregnant female at the moment of conception and it only lasts for about two weeks he was actually trying to extract that drug from pregnant or just newly pregnant females that might still have it in their bloodstream in Jewish women. How'd that work out for him? Well, not real well, obviously, because he was eventually killed and he didn't eventually make it. So I guess not very well. But the point was, is that that's what he was trying to fuck with. That's what he considered life force. He said that bang is what gives life. If I can keep recreating that bang, how many lives could I save with that bang? And he obviously wasn't referring to every normal person. He was actually referring to every Nazi. How can I keep the Nazi race alive? How does this, how can I extend life? Another little game that Hitler liked to play because he wanted to live forever. He wanted to ensure that the third Reich carried on for years, generations. He wrote it in my Kampf over 27 different times, how he wanted to see the third Reich extend past generations. Which it has. There's a good possibility of it. I'm not going to disagree. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time that all this was going on, this drug was found out about. And in Lucy, they try to synth synthesize this drug. Yeah. And she took too much of it and she became, she was able to use more than a hundred percent of her brain. And, uh, it's because technically we're, we can only use 10% of our brain and it's not 10% like cumulative. It's, it's like you use, it's not like you only use this 10% of your brain and the other 90% is dormant all the time. You only use 10% of your brain at any given time. You use all of your brain, but you only use a total of 10% at any given time. So if you think about what the human brain was capable, if let's just say we could use 25% of our brain, we could control 
basic stuff or it's theorized that you could control basic radio waves. You could control basic electricity. You could control basic, you know, just basic stuff. Yeah. If you could use 50% of your brain at that point, you could control your hair color, your eye color. You could change your face. You could change the shape of your body. You could shape shift in different ways. (laughs) 75% of your body or brain it's theorized that you can control gravity. You could control yourself. You could be so self-aware that everything around you, you would know what, what every, how everything's tied to everything else. You could see it. You know, at 100% of your brain, your brain is so powerful that you could literally control time. What is the one thing that always affects everything? It's time. Time is always clicking by. No matter what you do, we can't stop time. But what if you could? What if you could control 100% of your brain and stop time? Does it just stop time for you or does it stop time for everyone? That's interesting because they stop time a lot in that show I was talking about, The Magicians. Um, sometimes they stop time for everybody except for the, the specific characters that they want to interact with. Sometimes they just stop time for one person. Now, the first one of you motherfuckers that says, man, dude, you sound like Morgan Freeman. I'm going to slap you because I don't sound like Morgan Freeman. Nobody can sound as sexy as that motherfucker. But you know what's really interesting? So the only the only author that I can think of off the top of my head that they've not made movies out of her books and they should have is Anne McCaffrey. Okay. You familiar with Anne McCaffrey? She wrote the Dragon Riders of Pern series. All right. Anyway, fans, yeah. she wrote them in the seventies. Um, and they apparently wanted, they talked about making some movies about it and she wouldn't let them do it early on because basically because, uh, technology wasn't good enough to portray, portray her story the way that she wanted to see it. And by the time it was, she died anyway. Um, but she wrote another series and, uh, it was like the, the Rowan series. Um, and this, Girl, you sure it's the Rowan and not the Ronan? No, Rowan, okay. like the Rowan tree. Um, T. Wallace, yes, Rob Marie says I love her books. So they say the human brain works on 11 dimensions. That's I think true. if we were allowed yeah. to use 100%, I think we would be right there, yeah. Um, but in, in this, this series, there's certain people, um, that can fold space and time, can control. Uh, reality and they move things. They they use teleportation and uh, you know telekinesis, telepathy. Um, they they can use their extrasensory perceptions. And this one girl, Rowan, who's incredibly strong as a child, uh, she can actually change the um, like how she tans. So you know she goes to the beach with her foster mom and her stepsisters, who are it's like they're like evil stepsisters and they're all, you know, slathering on sunscreen and trying to get the perfect tan. And she goes out and sits in the sun and she manipulates her body chemistry with her mind to tan in just a matter of minutes. Um, that's exactly what you're talking about. Correct. Right. So, well, that, that would be 75% of your brain because yeah. you could control, well, 50% of your brain because you can control your hair color. You control your eye color. You could control what on your body, you'd be self-aware in yourself. You'd be self-aware of what your body's capable of doing. Yep. Um, you would at a cellular at a cellular level, you would be self-aware of what each cell was capable of. 
not necessarily what it was doing, but what it was capable of. You could make it do what you wanted to do, but you couldn't, uh, you couldn't like terraform your body. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You could do, you couldn't change a five foot six girl into a six and a half correct. Foot man. But, but you could I, I control could like my, I could change my hair from blonde to black. brown or black. And yeah, you know, I could I could give myself a better tan. I could change my eye color. Yep. Whatever. Um, but that the actual you can't add or detract matter per se. You can just work with what you are. You just have. can't take away mass. You exactly. can add to mass, but you just can't yeah. take away from it. Um, so the Tower and the Hive series. Thank you, BT Wallace. You are absolutely right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think science fiction writers, when I was a kid, I love science fiction. I took a whole class on just science fiction writers. It was a, an elective my senior year because I'd, I'd already finished everything. So I was just like, what classes can I take? Because she's such a fucking nerd. So I, I took a class in science fiction books. Um, but I'd already read them all <laughs> when I got in there. So it was a bird class. But anyway, uh, you know, I think science fiction really helped form my the way I see the world now. What, your liberal sense? No, I was going to say my conspiracy theories. I don't, because you know what? You wouldn't have even thought about the conspiracy theory shit unless I brought it up to you. That's not true. Um, Folks, she would never, she she couldn't even stand watching the news. Don't even, don't even start with me. I already know. You, well, that's you because it was me. all lies. Oh, and I now you say that. Now you say I that. I knew that. You have no idea how I many days this woman watched it was the MB NBC, and then she switched over to Fox, and then she watched Fox like fucking night, day, you just and said I hated every the minute. News. Huh? You just said I hated the news. You couldn't get me to watch the news because I hated the news. You're right, though. Once you introduced me to Fox before it went totally bad, then yes. I was like... It was totally bad back then. You just didn't realize I, it. I know. Anyway, I... That's neither here nor there. I mean, she was a huge liberal. Uh, Tree hugging. Heinland, stranger in a strange land, stranger in a strange land, probably changed my. I will definitely changed my life. Um, Anne McCaffrey books I read from the time I was a kid. They're amazing. Um, Arthur C. Clarke. I mean, all of these amazing writers. That hey, how about a Clockwork Orange? Or nah, uh, that was just nasty, George. But Orwell. I mean, 1984, Animal Farm, all of all of these books that we grew up on seem to be coming true now. I'm just waiting for the clock. Or at course, least cause... we're exploring the possibilities of them potentially coming true or potentially being a, a possible reality, as it were. What if all of them were prophets? I, I can't say either way. I can just say this much. I've seen enough in my time to say that there's things that we as humans understand there's things that we can see, but we have no idea how to describe them. And there are things to come that I think are going to be one of those mind altering kind of like the men who stare at goats. People still think that's a fake program. I've actually seen the stalls. That wasn't yeah. a fake program. Guys were actually sitting there all doped up on fucking acid talking to goats trying to figure out what the next move was in the world. Well, I mean, acid allows you to see the energy that moves through the world. We haven't talked about ley lines, but the hair most definitely a thing. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. You know, I've played with the little wand and you know, all that other shit. Lines of energy that, yep. that traverse the earth. And there are certain places where they cross or connect. 
Um, and those specific places have a higher energy concentration than, than others. The Georgia Guidestones sit on top of a node of ley lines and that's scary. Um, but a lot of places do. Why does he do this? What? All right. So Justin just texted me and goes, what if we ran as Justin and Mick and dropped the last names? Fucking hilarious. We can campaign using whatever names we want. I could have campaigned as Batman for the fucking <laughs> my sheriff thing. No, because you're so Batman. if we want to be different and simple, it could work out to our advantages campaigning using first names. LOL. It's so fucking informal. It's a joke in and out of itself. I'm voting for Justin and Mick. <laughs> Excellent. Then we don't have to dock ourselves. Wasn't a clockwork orange about adrenochrome. Yeah. That's interesting. You bring that up, Robin Marie. Yes. I believe so. There's a lot of people, some people back in the day, we called it uh, acid. Back in the day, we called it acid. Today, I don't know if I'd refer to it as acid because yeah, it kept people young. There's a damn good chance that a clockwork orange could have been about adrenochrome. Yeah. There's a possibility there, Robin Marie. Okay. I would agree with you. Brave New World by Her Holly. Uh, no, nah, you should run as Justin Huxley. and the Mick. Because you're not Mick. You're, oh, the, yeah. you're the Mick. That Mick isn't your name. So, um, and Robin Hold Marie on, I'm going to send a text. Hey, that's going to have to be Justin and the Mick. Why don't you just tell him to get on the damn show so he can chat with everyone? Uh, Robin Marie, I will say, uh, if, you, if you can find it, um, and it's totally not related, but Anne McCaffrey's book, The Lady, it's not on digital at all. You have to find a hard copy. Uh, probably one of the most exceptional books. It's absolutely fantastic. We probably have a couple copies of it. If you want it, just- I have uh, one and I've read it so many times. It's like, it's half destroyed. It's thumbed over and it's in storage right now with all the rest of my books. Email so. us and we'll, uh, your address and we'll send it to you. <laughs> when it comes out of storage, all my books are in Because Because uh, I'll go ahead and make sure it gets sent to you. I have so many books. It's not even funny. Um, but- you know, books, it started out as books and people didn't realize it then. But even before TV, they were using books to change. Yeah, well, they were using films, though, I mean, as well. Yeah, but m most films come from books. Yeah. You think about it, right? True, true. So, um, I'll bite. I'll play your game. I, I think these... Uh, so what about these programs? Let's let's talk about the programs that never die. Okay. We'll talk about the programs that never die. Okay. So let's talk about these programs because they all involve one thing. What is the big one thing that's behind them? What is the one thing we've already talked about? Military industrial complex. Yep. That is 90% of what 90, all of our money, taxpayer money, that's where it goes. Uh, it goes back to the military industrial complex. It prevents um, these programs. I've been in the hush-hush Senate meetings before, sitting way back in pews behind. Uh, but I was cleared to be in there, so I could be in there. And I knew what the topic they were talking about, and I was cleared for the topic they were talking about. And it's very interesting to watch one of those meetings take place. It's not the same thing you see anywhere else because there's all sorts of security procedures that are done in the Senate for that type of intelligence briefing. Anyway, long story short, I watched a couple briefers go up and one briefer went up and I swear to God, it was like watching Jason Bourne. 
it was like watching one of the end of the Bourne movies where they say, oh, well, that that program's shut down. But let me tell you about this new program that we've got. It's called Da Vinci. And Da Vinci is a, uh, a, a new way for us to uh, surveil other people in foreign countries. It's the same thing. It's the same exact program that they just shut down here. They just rebranded it, renamed it, moved it over here. NASA originally, prior to the first Apollo launch, uh, when they started out their, their beginning, so to speak, on it, uh, NASA was, the code name, I believe, for NASA was Balloon Theory or Balloon Side Theory, something along those lines. Or around balloon theory. I'm trying to remember exactly what the name was. Balloons, huh? Yes, it was very. It was very structured around balloons, and the code name was like balloon. I, I want to say it was balloon theory. And so, when you're talking about this, again, if you're an outside person, just happening to cap, ca capture the conversation. Oh, we're talking about balloon theory and the way balloons float, which back then wasn't such a big deal if you think about it, because they're big aeronautical advantage was that we had these weird looking balloons that we set up in outer space because they had, Oh, what's the name of that skin? That was mylar. Yeah. Over the balloon. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. NASA, NASA actually, they used a heavier element too, to propel it up. Isn't that weird? Too? And, and they purchased more mylar than anybody any, else, anybody else ever. Yep. The same with Velcro. Mm -hmm. That weird too. Mm. Where'd the Velcro come from? Cockleburst. Where? What? Velcro came from cockleburst. From who? <laughs> you know, those sticky things that, you know, when you walk through the yard and those sticky things stick to your pants? Yeah. So uh, back in the days, some Scottish dude was walking through the highlands with his dog and he came in and he found all these cockleburs stuck to his pants. Wh what are you saying? Are you saying cockleburr? Cockleburr, yes. C-O-C-K-L-E-B-U-R, cockleburr. Um, we're Sparky Boy tonight because you know what? I want to say something stupid about the Scots right now, and he's not here to fucking defend himself. Anyway, uh, that's how Velcro was. He actually he used cockleburs to invent Velcro. What if I told you that's bullshit? Uh, that's that's the running story. The theory, the the conspiracy theory behind Velcro is that they got Velcro from aliens. I mean, it would not surprise me if aliens put cockleburs on the earth just to annoy us. So I, just I can go that way, but I'm just saying cockleburs. <laughs> Great way to throw it off, babe. Now I'm lost. I don't even know what the fuck it's Cockleburs. <laughs> Everybody loves cockleburs. They just love hearing you say cock. That's what it boils down to. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> you sound like a 50 year old smoker right now. Fucking dude. I cannot kick the last bit of this cold. It's killing me. I've got a way to do it, but you can't actually kick me. It's not allowed. <sighs> That's not what I've heard from God anyway. So what happens to programs? How do we change programs? What, what happens? Where do programs never go to die? Rebranding. Obviously. Well, we just explained that, but what else? I mean, How else do programs go to never die? What is the one thing that keeps a program alive? What? Money. Well, obviously money. But once you get away from the spending, let's just say they don't want to spend the money on the program. How else do they keep a program alive other than rebranding? What is another way? 
uh, something I like to call fictitious entry. I was going to say, do they actually make shrimp run on treadmills? That's my point. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a fictitious entry. They try and say, oh, look at this advance we just had. We made a shrimp transport a grenade through a wormhole that ended up next to a star cluster that blew up. What yeah. happened to that star cluster and the shrimp? Yeah. Oh, well, he's dead. Did anyone eat him? Okay. Did he <laughs> go like, did he have 12 friends? Yeah. Or 11 friends? When, when. Rand Paul, and I know he does this on purpose, but you know, every year he does the ridiculous budget items thing. Yeah. And and that's the things that he highlights. Like we we research Cockleburs. <laughs> Cockleburs. The fact you know that much about Cockleburs is actually scary. <laughs> I know the most ridiculous things. Yes. You're full of useless information. I know. However, I do also know that when we run out of toilet paper, those um those cotton puffs on the water reeds right around the corner from our house, they make a great alternate to toilet paper. Okay. The fact that you know that, <laughs> I do not even want to know how you figured that out. What were you walking through the woods one day and all no. of a sudden said, oh shit, I got to take a dump and jumped in the woods and said, I'm going to drop one here behind no, a tree. because they're water reeds. No, babe. I just know the most ridiculous things. Just like I know what because a truck is I on top of a flag. I don't forget anything. So I learned something and it just sticks in my head and it, I can't get rid of it. It's really annoying. But anyway, except for when you ask me to buy you stuff, I forget that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Summarize. Look at technology a couple of years right after 1947. We know 100% something happened nine months after July 1947. The Roswell incident. Al Gore was born. Really? Ooh, <laughs> BT. Look BT. At Look at the big brain on fucking old BT. All right. I think BT just summarized the whole show. We can go now. <laughs> Thanks, BT. Peace, brother. All right. Now, what do y'all want to talk about? Because I'm done. <laughs> wow. I, I, not with Cockleburgers and fucking BT telling me that this is a summary of everything. I'm good. Uh, we can sit here and just uh, play crazy ass sounds. Sound You're piss hitting the urinal. It sounds feminine. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, though. Since we're talking about operations, I don't, did I send you that podcast? I don't know that I did. All right. So the guy um, that was supposedly was part of Operation Looking Glass, and he said that Alice, you know, looking into the future, um, that basically all the timelines merged in 2012 and they don't like the end after that point. And everything they're doing is to try and change that end. And it's, it's not working. We're just feeding barreling down the, Same the tracks faster and faster. And, and we're well past the, you know, stop here and the line thing. Correct. Is that bullshit? I'm not really sure. I've never, I saw Alice for, All of 41 minutes. I know what Alice is. I know what Alice is capable of. And I can tell you right now that Amazon did not go purchase a whole bunch of land in Utah just to fucking for a server farm. That is not what took place. I can tell you that right now. You think the government owns Amazon? 
I am not saying either way on that, and I can't, I couldn't if I wanted to. I mean, I know the government owns Facebook because it used to be LifeLog before it was Facebook. I can't, I couldn't talk about that either. Okay, excellent. Even if I could. You're going to make an exceptional vice president way for transparency. No, I will make an exceptional vice president. You want to know why? Because we'll declassify everything before I'm you talk about it. Because I'm going to declassify everything. <laughs> I'm just going to let it all out there because I believe everybody should know. If I do Everything. not believe that there is any risk to any human life in this country, any American, let me make sure I make this clear. Immediate. Any American. Meaning, look, if it kills a Russian, I give a fucking shit less. If it kills a German, give a fuck less. If it kills a Canadian, I could really give a fuck less. Unless, of course, I know the Canadian, especially, but if it's within the family there, the, you know, Trudeau family, I could care less. Um, however, if it's going to affect an American or it's going to affect the United States of America as a whole, then I will, <coughs> that will remain classified. If I know it won't, and I know because the government is crazy with their classifications, they love to classify everything. It's got to be classified. Mm -hmm. If that is not the case, and I am the vice president of the United States, I will address Justin. We will have a meeting about it. I will say, look, dude, this ain't going to hurt nobody. We might as well put it out here because we told everybody we were going to do this anyway. Point being, he's going to hold my feet to the fire. I'm going to hold his feet to the fire. We're going to play ball. We're going to play ball like everybody else has. The difference with us playing ball is that we're not going to play ball like everybody else does. Okay. We're going to fuck it up. We're going to bring the dark to the light. Maybe that's what Q was talking about. Well, that would be an interesting quandary. Maybe that's what Q was referring to. Bring the dark to the light. How do you do that? Well, you got to get two crazy motherfuckers as president and vice president who are going to fucking do that. Who else can you trust to do it? We can't trust Trump. I think Trump proved that to us this week. Last week, well, who's it left to? It's left to us. We've got to do something as the American people. We cannot sit back anymore and let this shit continue going on. We have got to do something. Okay. Why not me and Justin? Hey. Fuck it. I think you should play the entry video again because I think a lot of people didn't see it because they came in late, a little bit late. And I missed it too because I was pushing out the show on, on all the social media. Yeah, I know. So we'll play it again. Yeah. This is actually really good. I yeah. found this video actually was sent to me by somebody else and they said, hey, this would probably be a good fucking opener for your show. I was like, actually, the song is awesome, but is there any video with it? And then he sent me the whole video and I was like, holy shit, this is really good. So check it out. This is a good video. I like it. One of my more favorite ones. Never trust the government, not even a little bit. They admitted it. 
They lied to the masses multiple times. Declassified documents proving they're guilty, exposing the government's crimes. We got false flag confirmation, like the North was operation. Sulfur talking, Iran Contra. These are proof of conspiration. How many conspiracy theories gotta come true for you to come to the logical conclusion that the government don't want you? Tell all the truth so they cause a lot of confusion. In division, divided, they know they will conquer us. United, they know ain't no stopping us. It's only logical not to trust. They've given us enough reasonable doubt to last a lifetime. So if you want to trust in the government, then you ain't in your right mind. If your partner lied, you probably leave him. But when the government does it, you probably believe him. Licking statism's what plagues us up in this modern era. The greatest threat to human beings is government sports of terror. never trust the government and uh you can find it uh, pretty much on youtube is where i found it 
it, that's where the link led me at least it's uh it's a good video I, I i i liked it i was like holy shit that's a that's a doozy if i've ever seen it no shit and i, like I, I loved all, all the references too i mean they had every reference in there operation northwoods does anybody know what operation northwoods was um i've i've looked it up before do you remember the basic what the the basics of northwoods was about like why operation northwoods was such a big deal i mean you've talked about it enough um Yeah, okay. Now I remember. Uh, Operation Northwoods was a series of false flag proposals that originated within the United States in 1962, but were re rejected by the Kennedy administration. The proposal calls for the CIA or other operatives to commit perceived acts of terrorism in U.S. cities and elsewhere and blame them on Cuba in order to create public support for a war against Cuba. Stop. Time out. Mm -hmm. I want you to think back to 2020. Mm -hmm. What happened in 2020? The... Uh, riots across the country. The the summer of uh, mostly peaceful love. It, no, the it was summer of love. Summer of love and fire and burning shit down. Mo mostly peaceful protests. Burning protests. Oh. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. Does it sound like acts of violence, terror? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that were committed by another country, possibly, or at other people to drive a wedge mm -hmm. in between black and yeah, white people. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Notice how Trump was added in there. Did anybody else notice that? Did mm -hmm. anybody else see that Trump's face was like right there in the yep, front of it? Sure was. And these guys, they don't, obviously they're not dicking around. They pulled out the liberals. They pulled out fucking, yeah. they, they, focused, don't trust, they don't trust Trump any more than they trust Biden. They focused on Pence. Did you notice that? No, oh, Pence is a fucking traitor. Pence's name was like four or five times mentioned in there. Yep. Well, Pence is mm. a fucking traitor. They're pushing him for 2024 too. So, um, that's really interesting. I just thought that was a good video. I was like, I thought it played into the topic tonight that we were going to discuss anyway, even though I really didn't remember it. But I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot I have this email. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So BT, I know you want uh I have a little homework for you before next week. Ooh. Okay. Homework. So if you're interested in the Vril, there's two books that you need to read. One is called The Coming Race. Um, it's actually anonymous. Um, they attribute it to, to someone, but that's not actually who wrote it. Um, and then the other one is called The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. Uh, the Coming Race is the origin story of the Vril. The Holographic Universe is their current Bible, as it were. So BT, are you still sick, dude? Or did you get better? I, uh, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Anyway. Drum um, up support for the Patriot Act. Oh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. See, he's thinking. He's thinking. He's thinking like me. Operation Northwoods was used in 2001, uh, choreographing our war on terror to drum up support for the Patriot Act. Yep, and it's being used again right now. Well, it was being used again at least last year. Did oh, you, you're better. Okay, good. To Glad drum to up it, support bud. for uh, gun control. Well, that's what's going on right now. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's right now. That's gun control. Obvious. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, exactly. There, there is still have a, 
uh, nothing ever stops un under cough. Okay. I do too. It's, <clears throat> I, I can't get rid of it. Sound like a and low barrel growl. Part of the, part of the problem stare. is, you know, we all do this. Like, you know, you go to the doctor and, and they give you medicine, like they give you antibiotics and they're like, make sure you finish the entire cycle, continue to take your antibiotics, even after you feel better or it's going to come back. Right. That shit happens to me all the time. Like I, I didn't take antibiotics. I took a whole bunch of vitamins and stuff like that. And as soon as I started to feel better, I kind of started skimping on my vitamin regimen. Now I just can't kick this last of it. So I'm, I'm, it, I'm working. He said 10 days away from welding fumes helped his lungs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would, Holy that would shit. do it. So, um, 10 days out of pollen would help my lungs, but that's not a that's possibility. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, this is kind of a short one, but I'm, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm done for the night. We got up really freaking early this morning. I had to go to work. Not a whole lot of, I know, I know. And you woke me up when you went to work. I know. I had to let the chickens out. Well, that's why I woke you up. I know. And we had to feed the dogs. Yes. Yeah. You have that going for you. Yes. Either way, folks, uh, next week, uh, what do we got next week? Oh, man. We got a slamming week coming up next week. No, I mean for True Spears. The Vril. So we're going to talk about the Vril yep. for next week. Yeah. So do your homework, folks. Study up on the Vril. Which is different from the Thule Society. And I hope you all know something about it because guess what? Here's one I lack at. Mick knows this is going to be my episode. Mick knows nothing about the Vril. In fact, I have done extensive research on the Vril. Um, I've talked to people that are currently members of the Vril Society. I've been invited to become a member of the Vril Society, which I declined for personal reasons. Um, well, considering one of your ancestors is the founder of the Vril, Vril Society, I would say, yeah, there's a good reason why you weren't involved. No, no, they asked me to come join. I'm sure they did because they wanted to suck your fucking power out of you because they're a bunch <clears> of <throat> vampire leeches. I, I told them no because a big part of the Vril is telepathy. Um, so you have no secrets. And yep. I told them that I am I am the holder of a secret that is not mine that I cannot reveal. Um, so I, I declined the invitation because I cannot give that secret up. So that it is what it is. It's not my secret to give, but I know it. So right, I, I can't divulge it. So that's, it is what it is. Um, Damn right. You are maybe, maybe in the future. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> next Saturday is BT's 40th birthday. Holy shit. That's awesome. Welcome to the 40 club. Yes. We're, you know fantastic. what? We're going to drink just for you. Yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost done with my drink. So anyway, I finished mine a while ago. Okay. We haven't had a real pause yet to go get a beer. Yeah. No, we haven't. All right. Either. Okay. Well, anyway, so, so uh, this week, this week coming up, we've got a lot going on. We've got uh, Candace is coming on the fourth, uh, May the fourth be with you. We'll be coming up this week as well. So get your star Wars memorabilia out. <laughs> um, Actually, before next week's a political week. Yes. Because I also have uh, Richard Welsh, who is running for Congress in Texas. Sweet. He is part of the Oil and Gas Workers yep. Association. Yep. Um, so our friend. I remember. Yep. yep. Well, our friend Matt Cody from Oil and Gas. Oh, uh, got him to come on? Turned Richard on to us. Sweet. Reached out to me on Twitter. I, I brought him on. Um, then Candace comes on on Wednesday. And um, yeah. So. so it'll be a political week around uh, round for it. Uh, next week, we also start with uh, 
week number two of episode number five for the week. The Friday, Friday shows. Friday shows. Yeah. So uh, if you got time to kill and you want to hang out and you just want to bullshit and listen to what's going on in the world, yeah. tune in on Friday. Now it'll be six, we're six days a week. Monday, six days a week. Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Saturday at 9 p.m. Exactly the way God wanted it because He said on the seventh day you have to rest. So God's telling Absolutely. us we have to rest tomorrow. So tomorrow I have to plant. Yeah, because I, I started planting today, but then my best friend and I kind of have to plant. Pseudo aunt showed up, so I got to put some uh, sprinkler sprinklers heads in. in tomorrow. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, all right. Be a busy day. You know, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Bed Bath and Beyond, and maybe even Home Depot if we've got time. You know, I just don't know if we're gonna have the time. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> Joking. No, no, we're not. We're gonna repurpose what we have at the house if we need something. Interesting. I'm joking. Okay. All right, y'all. So either way, have a good night for the Mick and Vlin. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement.
Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow, sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life.